Hello, everyone, and welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays with Kelsey and Dill, particularly the Stan Lee Awards. I am one of your co-hosts of this award ceremony and podcast, Dylan. And I'm your other co-host, Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, welcome, everyone, to the awards. Uh, this is going to be the most, like, nonchalant, like, laissez-faire award show you've ever <laughs> been to because uh, Kelsey hasn't even seen all the nominees. I haven't, I don't know which are her nominees. It's a, it's a, it's a big... Uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> We're gonna figure it out as we go. It's gonna be great. Um, so what we did basically is we broke down all these different categories and Kelsey chose three movies or people depending on the category she wanted to represent. I chose three. We put them together. If we chose the same three then there are only gonna be three nominees in the category but that only happened like once or twice. Um, and then the rest of the categories, so say I pick three people and Kelsey picked three totally different people, that's six nominees for the category. Uh, and then we will just, just talk it out, uh, talk about the category, what we might have not included, what we included, um, and then choose our winner here on air. I figured it would be more fun to choose it and talk it out rather than just choose it off air and just announce winners. Otherwise, yeah, it would be like a 10-minute sure. video. So, um, Kelsey, any, any thoughts before we get into it? I would like to say if you're listening on audio, then you don't know, but we did dress up for the occasion. So oh, I just yes. want to shout out that we are looking quite dapper. We don't have our normal Marvel attire, which is just like a t-shirt. I did I do look very like a human woman. <laughs> right. I'm going I'm going more of like Bruce Banner pre-Hulk. Like Ooh, like, yeah. I haven't busted out yet, but I'm but I'm I get but those I'm, vibes. Yeah. Um, you know, no tie, just easy collar. Um no, yeah. Yeah. You look so, dapper, Dale. Thank you. So as you saw, it is the Stan Lee Awards. So we figured the first category had to be the best Stan Lee cameo. So the nominees are Avengers Age of Ultron, Drunk Man at the Bar, the Captain America Civil War, Tony Stank Delivery Man, <laughs> Captain America, the Winter Soldier's Smithsonian Worker, Iron Man 2, Larry King, or Thor Ragnarok, The Barber. Uh, so as you see, there are five nominees, which means there's one of these cameos that we both agreed on, Kelsey. Um, what are you thinking overall in terms of, I mean, great category. It's hard yeah. to narrow it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I knew you were going to do the Tony Stank one. I knew that because you love that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought of the cameos that like, I don't know, I feel like were the most maybe iconic or like the funniest to me. Mm -hmm. Like to me, the funniest one is when, he walks into the Smithsonian and he says, I'm so getting fired for this. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. my personal favorite. Yeah. So that's alert. the one you're campaigning for. I mean, the one we both chose was the Age of Ultron one. And I think it's honestly probably the oh, yeah. longest. That's probably the longest one of yeah. the five. Like, like that's a good scene because he has that talk at the bar. And then you have him drinking that thing and, and then being escorted out which and I just think is hilarious. Excelsior. So, yeah. Yes, Excelsior. I, that's, so, I mean, that's so funny. I did not think you were even going to think of that one at all. Yeah. So, yeah. The, and my other two I chose, of course, with the barber, because Thor Ragnarok, mm -hmm. that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. But it, just because it's, you know, another zany performance. And then Tony Sang. I just think it's funny. I think Tony Sang is kind of on, in line with your Larry King one, where it's like this like tiny little thing. Yes. Um, I love it, the it just, Larry King one just because it's like, it happens so quick. <laughs> and you realize in that moment, yeah, Stanley looks a lot like Larry King. He does. Um, so, Kels, what are you leaning toward? Oh, did I not bring my drink? Oh, I was looking for a fresh sip of seltzer. There it is. Excelsior. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where I put it. Um, Kelsey, where are you going with this? What are you leaning toward here for, for the winner? 
Hmm. Uh, well, I think it's funny that we both picked the Age of Ultron one, so I feel like maybe that's the clear winner, but... I, I... I'm, I'm leaning toward it. Do you want to go for it? You know what? I think that's the winner. And the Stan Lee Award for the best Stan Lee cameo goes to Avengers Age of Ultron. Congratulations, Stan. Up there, you won an award at your own award mm-hmm. show uh, that we named after you. Um, all right, moving on now. I figured this one will get out the gate early because I think there's a clear favorite, but I might be wrong. So we're going to transition to the best score or soundtrack. And the nominees are Avengers Endgame, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Kelsey chose, I believe, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and Guardians. I chose Avengers Endgame, Black Panther, and Guardians. Uh, Black Panther won best score at the Oscars. Guardians, of course, has a great soundtrack. Um, I chose Avengers Endgame because of that portal sequence, just that music when it swells. Yeah, and yeah. All those little, and, and then the funeral music is just beautiful. Um, but tell me, what are, your, what are your thoughts on this category? So this is score at slash soundtrack? Yeah, like, you know, you know, yeah, the and best use of music a, in the and movie. And then we have a best sound category, which is something different. Sound is just like sound effects, whereas this is like See, the music. You're the movie expert, Dill. Like, I don't really know... <laughs> Like, I'm like, what's the difference between the score and the soundtrack? Right. Um, well, the score is like the musical composition. The soundtrack is songs chosen for the movie. So, I mean, I think right. the clear favorite here is Guardians just because that soundtrack yeah. is so solid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. let me know if, if you think there's another. I mean, I love Black Panther, the use of the different tribal music sounds. But I, yeah. I don't know about it's that. It's just the soundtrack in Guardians is just incorporated so well. Like, uh, James Gunn has said in like interviews and and stuff like he purposely writes in like when the needle drop happens like he writes mm-hmm. it into the script as he goes cool. Captain Marvel I just have to shout out just because the epic uh, end scene fight battle um, is to just a girl by no yeah. doubt and if you just listen to the lyrics of that song like you're like oh that makes a lot of sense <laughs> um, so I just had to shout out Captain Marvel. I knew that even though I was giving it the nom, it, it wasn't going to win, but I wanted right. to give it like an honorable mention almost. So I think, I think the clear, clear winner is Guardians of the Galaxy. Why don't you announce it, Kelsey? Okay. And the Stan Lee Award goes for best score or soundtrack goes to Guardians of the Galaxy. Congratulations, James Gunn and crew for assembling that soundtrack. Um, okay, so like you just said, the whole last action sequence is set to music in Captain Marvel. So why don't we just transition right to action itself and talk about the action sequence in the MCU. Now, this is tough. We each had three different picks. So there's six oh. nominees here. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and, wow. And we have two, for, two from the same movie, actually. So um, it'll be really interesting. Here are the nominees for best action sequence. The nominees are Black Widow. Yelena versus Natasha, Captain America Civil War Airport Fight, mm. Captain America the Winter Soldier Elevator Fight, mm. Captain America the Winter Soldier Knife Fight, Iron Man 3 Rescuing the Passengers from the Plane, and Spider-Man Far From Home, Peter Gets His Tingle Back. So, uh, Kels, these are some really, really great nominees. I mean, yeah, how, how do you Yeah, choose? this is a stack uh, category. Yeah, it's so thoughts. funny that you were texting me because you were like, hey, just, you know, specify which fight scenes you're talking about because I only gave you the movies at first. Um, and as you were asking me this, I was in the midst of watching Iron Man 3. And I was like, there's some epic fight stuff in this too. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is a hard category. Um, right. I don't know. I... This is this is hard. What are, well, why don't what are we narrow it down? Let it, let's narrow it down to our personal favorites. So my okay. favorite out of the three I chose. I mean, that airport sequence is so epic. It was between that or like the Bucky Cap Iron Man trill three 
trio fight. Yeah. Um, but that 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 scene is so epic. But I think mm. it's also epic because of just the banter as well, not necessarily the action itself. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I love the falling passengers. That's always been one that I'm like, always like, y'all are sleeping on it because it's a great sequence. But I really do think I'm going to be championing the elf, uh, championing, I guess that's the word, uh, the elevator fight from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, because it's just so oh. awesome. It, the, the quarters are so close and just the way he's able to take them all down and, and then just walk out of there with the shield. It, it's just epic to me yeah, because of the actual choreography of the fight itself but but Kelsey tell me what you feel in terms it's of your really grade. an iconic one that's that's tough you you pick you I saw that and I was like ooh, that's a good pick um <laughs> my three were the knife fight from Captain America oh Natasha and Yelena's fight from Black Widow and, and then Spider-Man and then the Spider-Man that's a good one too I feel like you're overlooking that one because you've also got all the different drones and shit yeah <laughs> yeah that and and it's just like it's like you know the thing that he was overcoming the whole movie finally like True. falls into place kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite out of my three has to be the Captain America knife fight. That is an epic fight. It is so, so, so cool. So we agree that Captain America Winter Soldier has the best action sequence, yeah, but it's a sure. matter of which one. <laughs> um, I think honestly, oh. though, because of contextually with the story, because if we're talking action choreography, both are very well choreographed. Mm -hmm. if we're talking the actual substance of the action sequence in the rest of the story. I think honestly, your fight has a lot more emotional resonance because it's Bucky and Cap. Yeah. You know, it's it's the first time he's really seeing him, right? Is this the first time? Yeah, it's like they do the whole fight. His mask falls off, and that's when he says Bucky, and he's like, "Who the hell's Bucky?" Right. And then they fight. So I, yeah. I think that just has a little bit more emotional resonance, even though I think the elevator fight for me is a little cooler. I mean, also Sebastian Sands doing his own knife choreography. So I'm I'm yeah. very okay giving it to that if you're okay with it. I would love to give the Stanley. All right, Kelsey, my, it's my your pick. pick. So why don't we announce it? And the Stanley Award for Best Action Sequence goes to Captain America: The Winter Soldier Knife Fight. That's right. Uh, this is going well. We're on a good pace. We have some good. Yeah, winners. I thought this was um, going to be way more aggressive. No, it's no, all good vibes all good. at the Stanley Awards. And we're some some of the below the belt categories. Just wait till we get. Wait, just wait a little while. I might All get right. a little more. Maybe I spoke later, but, too soon. Um, so every movie starts with a script. I mean, that is the story. That is the mm. crux of the entire script itself. I didn't actually have room on the graphic to write out all the screenwriters for all these scripts. So I'm mm. just going to talk about the script itself um, sure. and just announce it by movie or show. But, you know, it's okay. Uh, we are we know who wrote them. But um, the nominees for best script slash screenplay, whatever you want to say. Best script is R. Ant-Man, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Loki. So um, I threw a TV show on there because I was yeah. like, I just love the writing of Loki so much. I love the TVA, the concept behind mm. it. Um, but because it's a little incomplete, I don't know if I'm like championing that uh, as much. But I also included sure. Black Panther because I just love the, the rich... Uh, culture in black panther i love the use of just the different conversations the little subtle humor but also when to keep it serious and then that last line that killmonger says before he dies i mean i'm just like that that alone gets the nomination for yeah. me yeah and then yeah. you know That's both guardians moment. i knew you were gonna have guardians one and i like guardians two a little bit more it makes me laugh more so i put it there because you know james gunn just masterfully wrote the comedy in that yeah and i just prefer the comedy in number two but i also okay i almost toyed around with number one as well so Kelsey, mm. give me your rundown on your your picks and and what you're thinking 
So I picked Ant-Man. Honestly, what came to mind to me with like best script, I don't know why, was just like the sequence when um his friend, oh, what's his friend's Luis. name? Luis. Yes, mm-hmm. Michael Penna. When he's talking um, and he's, you know, talking to the whole, he's taking them through the whole story. And then they have the different shots of like the different people like dub, like, you know, they dubbed right. over his voice and everything like that. That whole sequences, and I don't know, I just really like the way Ant-Man's written, um, like the character itself yep. is written. Like, I think with the same thing with Guardians, like there's this great balance between like comedy and, and drama in, in that script as well. And I just wanted to, you know, give it almost like an mm-hmm. honorable mention, just because I feel yep. like we overlook, as a fandom, we overlook Ant-Man a little bit. I think so too. And I really, oh, I we'll get mm-hmm. there when we get there. But... I was going to say, that's another instance why, like, again, I put pick Guardians 2. I just like yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp a little bit better than Ant-Man. Yeah, so, like, sure. that's only why, like, I, I would have put Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I agree, the comedy is very good. And the writing for that character, specifically in Paul Rudd, is, is spot on. And tell me, tell me about Infinity War. Why did you choose Infinity War? I don't, I think I just <laughs> had to, like, chalk it up to, there's so much happening in Infinity War that you have to, like, keep track of. And I just think that movie's just, like, so, like, brilliantly paced and, like, you're able to, like, keep in touch with everyone's individual storyline. I mean, there's they're literally on different planets. They're in different right. parts of the galaxy battling it out and, and doing all these things. And, and it's really like now that I'm like, I'm realizing just in this moment why I picked it. I'm like, it's really kind of genius how they, how they did that. (laughs) And it's, you know, it's the movie that to this day still just tears me up. Like I, I'm holding my breath to this day watching that movie. So are you, are you, (gasps) are you campaigning for infinity war then is your choice? Or are you going to lean back to your guardians? I think I'm going to campaign for infinity war. Okay. I really am. I also love the way Thanos is written in it too. Like just the way he speaks and like kind of his not Shakespeareanness, but like that kind of grander. Like, yeah. No, all for sure. The power in my hand, like all this stuff, but it's not generic. You know, it, it yeah. actually has personality to it. Um, mm-hmm. I just have to say, I think they're going to get a little bit of hate. We didn't include Taika Waititi's script for Thor Ragnarok in here, but you know, we only had three nominees each. Um, I nominated Thor Ragnarok for so much though. Right. Right, so right. I just I I'm wanted just to give like uh, I wanted to spread the wealth a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm just saying I was I was surprised you didn't know because because I mean me and you both know my feelings on Thor Ragnarok. It's not my favorite. Yeah, I think it's, I it's know. one of the few that I I don't get all the love for. But you know it's it's I'm surprised it wasn't nominated for script. I got a campaign for my Guardians. Either one I'm fine with. But um I, I don't know. I, I love Guardians too. But I guess Guardians one also has that emotional story with Peter and his mom. Um, but let let me know if try to I mean. You make a good point with Infinity War. They just had so much to juggle, and they juggled yeah. it so well. Um, yeah. Because, like, I, I'm thinking back to, like, even when I, like, watch it with the commentary, and they're like, yeah, we have seven of these. They have, like, cute, like, script writer words for them. Uh-huh. I think they call them, like, not mulligans. MacGyvers. They're like, okay. we have, like, seven or six MacGyvers, which are the six Infinity Infinity Stones that they have to showcase in different ways. You know, once you use one, you can't use it the same way later. They had to, mm. like, juggle that whole, uh, you know, rigmarole of it. <laughs> what is that saying? The rigmarole. I- rigmarole! The rigmarole of the Infinity Stones. You never I- heard that word? The Rickroll? No, no, not Rick Roll. Rigam Roll. It's like I, I a don't. Kelsey, you've sold me. <laughs> oh, have I? As yeah. I stumble over all my sentences. That yes. sold you? No, okay. you make a good point. There's just so many different 
aspects you have to cover you know you're not following one individual story i mean that's kind of what i love about guardians is there's like five different characters but they are all on the same path this one has those five characters plus 30 other characters and you know each one gets a good send-off and like you said about thanos none of the characters like feel generic like they're mm-hmm. none of that none of their personalities get lost and all of them literally every single character gets like a moment in that movie and it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like even you know they say something in the commentary where it's like every line that they wrote it couldn't feel like anyone else except that character should be saying that line right you know it's even very wong, purposeful even wong is in like 10 seconds of the movie but even he has that like hoka boka peanut butter fudge is good like yeah I love yeah that. yeah yeah. yeah. So, so Kelsey, why don't you go ahead and announce our winner? All right. And the Stan Lee for best script goes to Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. And I put my favorite line of dialogue there for the picture the I am Steve Rogers. Oh, um, I am Steve Rogers, <laughs> which we didn't even mention. Um, okay. Too good. So now we're going to get into like the technical awards. So these are all like the, the artistic awards. So let's talk about the craft. Um, so we're going to start with cinematography, which, you know, for those listening out there that don't know what that is, it's the camera work, it's also the lighting the lighting and how everything is composed to make up the the picture, the visual, what we're seeing, not visual effects, but just the actual framing and the use of light uh, and shadow. So the nominees for best cinematography are Black Panther, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, and WandaVision. Mm. So uh, Kelsey, give me your thoughts on this category. That's really good. I think you picked, did you do Captain America, the Winter Soldier and WandaVision? No, I did. Did Guardians. I do Cap? You did Cap. So, so here's the thing: you did Black Panther, okay. Cap, and Doctor Strange. I did WandaVision, Guardians, and Doctor Strange. So oh, we both, we both agreed okay. on Doctor Strange. Okay. I, we could both agree that the way the camera moves in that movie is just so yeah. cool. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it, I think, going back in my notes and like watching some scenes, I think a lot of it is due to the visual effects more than the camera work. But the camera yeah. work still captures it very well. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, so tell me about Black Panther and uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, because that Winter well, Soldier shot I used is beautiful. The one of them yeah. running. Uh, no, yeah, I, that I is that. a beautiful shot. And it and you need good cinematography in that movie because of all the intense action sequences. You know, like. Yeah. One of your big critiques for Black Widow is that, you know, the action sequences really got lost because of the poor cinematography. So obviously, like, we didn't, you know, the that's our favorite movie when it comes to action sequences. So they didn't, you know, they had to been captivating us with the cinematography in that movie. Because it's not a it's not a big special effects movie either, so you can just focus in on the characters yeah. and like really just use the camera to tell the visual effects. Which yeah, cool. they do a lot of handhelds in that in mm-hmm. Captain America: and The Winter Soldier, which just makes it feel more personal. It feels like mm-hmm. you're you're really there, you know, in in the struggle of it all. Mm-hmm. So I like that one a lot. Now that I'm talking about it, but I also <laughs> like Wandavision. You threw Wandavision in there, and I I'm did like, because hmm, that one's good you too. You have all the you have all the different styles of. TV shows, so you have yep. to have different kind of cameras for all, and they filmed it on a soundstage, so you mm-hmm. have the challenges of having to film it on like a flat surface rather than having a three dimensional thing. And I think that's really impressive. I mean, those first few episodes with the black and white, 
And again, like I talked about with lighting, making sure things are lit properly, like vision, which we'll get to when we get to makeup and hairstyling, though. But like they had to use blue makeup because the light mm-hmm. was reflecting off of him weird. Like I love those yeah. little subtle choices they made in WandaVision. Um, and then even those sto- uh, scenes of her childhood, too. Like those scenes are very well done. The framing of when you see Pietro at the door and like the back shot of yeah. him and, and you're not yeah. sure. And then you see his face and it's not the real yeah. one. Like that's like, a good, cool reveal. So like I, I love the WandaVision cinematography a lot. Uh, even though it's a show. And then Guardians, I love, you know, I love Guardians as well. I think there's a lot of cool, beautiful colors in there. I love yeah. that shot that I chose for the thumbnail, just the little, the, with the lights and Groot and all that stuff. Uh, it's a beautiful movie, but I'm, I'm going to campaign for WandaVision because I really think this, this cinematography I'm going to agree with you. I think the cinematography is such a vital point, uh, part of the storytelling mm-hmm. for WandaVision. Because, uh, you know, it when when they're doing the sitcom more of the sitcom you know, 50s and 60s looked um, styled episodes, it's the, you know, it's the zooming in on Mr. and Mrs. Hart that cues us in that like, oh, mm. something weird is happening here. You yeah. know, it's it's that kind of moments that really added to the tension of that show. So I think we should give it to WandaVision, Dale. I think that's a All great right. pick. Cool. And the winner for best cinematography is WandaVision. So now we're moving on to the visual effects. So this is kind of what I talked about a little with Doctor Strange, the mm-hmm. use of the actual CGI or practical effects if we're talking WandaVision, um, which is not a nominee, but uh, let's go. Oh, I was it. like, oh, <laughs> see, I didn't even like think of the TV shows. I only thought of the movies. The nominations for best visual effects are Ant-Man, Avengers Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man Far From Home. And um, I have to say... Uh, the only one we had in common was Doctor Strange, but when you said Far From Home and I remembered that sequence where he's just in that weird, like, you know, the picture I just showed. Yeah, with, yeah, with all the yeah. Different I was like, wow, yeah, that that visual effect, those visual effects are amazing. Um, but Pretty yeah, cool. I also chose I, I also chose Infinity War and Captain Marvel for very specific purposes. Infinity War because of Thanos himself. The design on him is so convincing. Like you don't yeah. think he's fake, which is important. And then Captain Marvel for Nick Fury de-aging him, mm-hmm. making him look young was just so impressive to me. And, and, Coulson, and making yeah. Yeah, and Colson and making the cat like kind of turn into the monster. It all looks seamless to me. Um yeah. So I, I like those specifically, but I really, really love the Doctor Strange visual effects. They're just awesome. With all the cities bending into one another, the way Dormammu looks, the way he breathes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The cape itself. I mean, that's really cool. But tell me about Ant-Man and Spider-Man. Well, once again, I just feel like Ant-Man, we we forget about him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's like whenever he like grows or shrinks or does anything, nothing really gets lost. You know, you don't really get taken out of it. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like they really do a good job, especially in the last fight sequence with, you know, incorporating, you know, the Thomas and uh, Thomas, the tank engine exploding and getting huge, the ants getting huge, like them getting really small and, and running through the, the rugs, you know, like that's like a really seamless fight scene. And, that the fact that they're go- com- going to ant size to human size, you know, it it's like, it doesn't take you out of it. You don't, you're not like, oh, well, this isn't real like that, you know, like because the effects are so good, it, it draws you in more and, you know, right. you don't, you know, you know, bad an eye watching that fight sequence. Right. Um, but yeah, Dr. Strange, I just feel like it was just so innovated and something so different for its time in the MCU with all mm-hmm. the magic and, you know, the fact that they fight using these like, like magical shields that they form with their hands and like the golden, like the, just the intricate designs of it all. I just feel like it was just so almost refreshing to watch as a fan in 2016. So yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's the only one we had in common. So I, yeah. I do think we both are fans of Doctor Strange. I think that is, if any award that movie is going to win, I think it's for visual effects. Yeah. But if you want to sell me on Spider-Man or Ant-Man, go ahead. But I think I think I think it's got to go to Doctor Strange, right? Yep, I think so too. So the winner for best visual effects goes to Doctor Strange. Congratulations. Um, so now. <laughs> Let's pivot to what we were talking about earlier, sound. And this is use of sound effects, the way the sound effects work in tandem with one another. The yeah. nominees for best sound are Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America Civil War, Captain America the First Avenger, and the OG Iron Man. Mm. So, Kels, I believe you picked Ant-Man and the Wasp, Infinity War, and First Avenger. We both actually picked Infinity War. Um, and then I also picked Civil War and Iron Man. So tell me about your picks. Well, listen, Dill, I just told you at the beginning of all this that I didn't really understand what sound meant. I okay. think I was I was I was still thinking like score or soundtrack when I okay. when I went into this category. Yeah. Um yeah, so I don't really have much to add to this conversation. But if you want to take me through yours, I'd love to know where you're coming well, from. I'll take you through both of ours because I think you do have good picks. I mean, Ant-Man okay. and the Wasp, because of all the shrinking, like there's a lot of cool sounds like in the quantum yes. realm. And you know, the, the quantum realm and... when, um, sorry, I know oh, I said I wasn't going to no, talk. I'm, but I'm helping you. Yeah. Now that you're reminding me, yes, I did have a little bit of a thought process picking these movies. When they're in the quantum <laughs> realm and I when uh, Michael Douglas is in there, when Hank Pym is, is in there and it just gets so quiet because it's like in the middle of like a huge act action sequence and then he's just in there and it's just like and it's not exactly yeah. quietness like there's still things like happening in the background it's just it's yeah like that's why i had to sound. uh yeah. had yeah yeah and then you picked first avenger which i also liked i forgot about it but it's all the war the war sequences you have a lot of gunshots you have a lot of mm -hmm. war the shield itself has a sound effect every mm -hmm. time i mean it's an iconic sound at this point of when he hits the shield or whatever that vibranium sound so yeah. I, I get that uh and then we also picked infinity war both of us and i think the reason i picked that is because you have so many things going on like you said you have so many different sound effects you have the sound of the the axe plunging in the thanos's chest mm -hmm. and you hear the you hear like the crunch yeah you have the sound of groot's arm getting chopped off for the axe you have sounds of just a bunch of different things fighting i mean it's the biggest scaled movie before endgame um but even more so because we're going to so many different planets that you know the sound is integral um and then I picked Civil War kind of for the same reason. It's all these characters and they all kind of have their own unique sounds and stuff. Like you get yeah. the war machine sounds, but also you get the spider webs for the first time. You also get the scene where Iron Man is fighting Bucky and Cap and you get just the clanging of the armor and the shield and the mm -hmm. fire. And I just love the use of sound in there. And then Iron Man, the OG, because, you know, it's all about the metal. It's all about the sound of the metal and the, and the hitting of the armor and the titanium and the vibranium and all that stuff so um i don't think it's vibranium yet but you know just the iconic sounds of iron man just like the no like, yeah all that is yeah is totally OG. and jarvis's voice is kind of mend mended into that sound as well because he's yeah. like you know he's got that voice uh in his suit as well mm -hmm. um so I, I think you know iron man just it's the first use of like all this kind of cool technology sound but I don't know. I like your first Avenger pick a lot too. So I, and I'm in the Wasp too. I don't know. What do you? I have to say, after you you took us through them, I think my favorites at the at the end are gonna be Captain America: Civil War and Iron Man. Okay. Just because. Um, yeah, I yeah. agree with everything that you said. Yeah, I think because this is the. 
I don't know. I'm thinking like the first ever or like the first time we're seeing like Spider-Man and Black Panther in the mix because they have yeah. interesting sound effects. Yeah. And that whole Bucky fight is good too. But I, I just something about Iron Man is just like the sounds like there's even at the end of Endgame, after, there's no post credits, but you hear the clanging of the, the armor cling, and it ends cling. up carrying yeah. over to Falcon, the Winter Soldier, too, with John Walker building a shield. And I think all that stems from the like, Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and I think I'll be honest, I think that's the only place we nominated Iron Man. So I feel like almost we might want to throw it a bone and yeah. give it the award. I don't know. About I think you. we do. I think we should. All right. So the award for best sound, the Stanley Award goes to Iron Man. I mean, it's in the title. It's iron. It's sound. Um, so yeah. next yeah. we transition to costumes and this was a lot of fun, uh, because we kind of picked a lot of like the same ideas of like similar costumes, just in different movies. Okay. Um, I'll get there in a sec. All um, right. uh, but it's a fun category. And again, we have five nominees. So only one of them we agreed on the nominees for best costume design are black Panther, mm. Captain America, the first Avenger, Loki, Thor, and mm. Thor Ragnarok. So we got three Thor stories in there. Uh, so three different Lokis to choose from. I think we just like the the actual aesthetic of the Loki with the horns and the cape yeah, and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I nominated Thor uh, <laughs> for the Shakespeareanness of it, like mm-hmm. those regal costumes. Like I, I love the costumes in Thor. Um, Loki, same thing, all the different Lokis, you know, boastful Loki, his cool armor, and then classic Loki costume with like the president Loki costume and then the TVA costumes themselves. Yeah. Um, yep, but yep, my, yep. My, my biggest pick was the one that we both picked together, which was Black Panther. Because I mean that those costumes are just so beautiful and capture yeah. the culture of Wakanda so well. I mean, just each tribe has their own different look. The Dora Milaje mm-hmm. look great. Uh, Killmonger. I mean, that's more of a makeup thing, which we'll get to. But like um, oh, his costume, his, all his scars. You're talking about? Yeah, that's more yeah. makeup. But anyway, yeah. like his outfit too is nice. And Baku's big, you know, gorilla kind of yeah skin or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, but take me through your nominees: first Avenger and Ragnarok. So Ragnarok, I mean, my favorite moments are definitely on Sakaar. I think that's just Mm -hmm. like the most colorful, like, I mean, it's more makeup, but just like the detailing and like the face paint that Jeff Goldblum has. I mean, it, it feels otherworldly and it should, like, it doesn't feel like similar to like Asgard or any other planet Mm -hmm. that we've been. It really does feel like it's its own thing. And it's, you know, great that they paid attention to that detail to make it so different and lively and and things like that um captain america the first avenger i love a period piece i love the fashions of the 50s and 60s i loved how it you know it takes us back um to that time totally embraces it and you know you're not too in it that you get like too caught up in like oh the 50s and 60s were like a terrible time for anyone (laughs) who wasn't who didn't just look like steve rogers um (laughs) but you're in it enough that you believe you know it's essential that you keep in mind that this character is from the past for like the rest of his mm-hmm. story you know yeah. and it's um, just aside from like captain marvel and like scenes from endgame we really don't get a lot of the past mm-hmm. in the mcu and i think that's cool that we get a period piece where we can just dive into all that yeah and i have to say like i think my favorite costumes are the howling commandos his squad mm-hmm. of just like misfits that he puts together because they all have like such a different look and right. together like they're dynamic like they're all different sizes one's big one's like one's like really tall when you know and they're all there's like a real little one right. i just think that they're just such a great like fun group to mm-hmm. look at and pay attention to on screen 
Yeah. And then Black Panther, the one we picked together. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that I mean, my I'll say again, my favorite moment is when, you know, they're doing the first fight where um, uh, Winston Duke's character challenges. Yes. Challenges T'Challa to, you know, being king. That's just like a great moment because you just look out to all these different tribes and all these different people in sporting such different and unique looks. It's great. I don't know. I think it's yeah. Black Panther, but I, think so too. I mean, I just, I, I think it's, it's just beautiful. The costumes yeah, are just beautiful. It is. I mean, it I, really is. I love Loki was my second pick. And then I had to like, kind of think a lot for a third. Like it's, it's between Loki and Black Panther for me. Uh, Ragnarok's a good pick. I didn't even think of it because of all those amazing costumes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm leaning Black Panther. Yeah. All right. Kelsey, I think I'm, go I'm good with that. Go ahead and announce it. And the Stan Lee Award for Best Costume Design goes to Black Panther. Congratulations. Kelsey, you're, you're nailing it today. That Good was job. my announcer voice. That's like I was what say, I would do. Good. Thank you. So now, uh, the last of the technical awards, we're still here, um, <laughs> goes to the hair and makeup. Because uh, you know very well makeup. I, I don't. But I, I know really great makeup when I see it. I, you know, I don't like look at the subtleties, but all these have really good makeup uh, yeah. and some really nice hairstyling. So the nominees for Best Hair and Makeup Design are Black Panther, Captain America, The First Avenger, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. Thor Ragnarok, and WandaVision. So, Kelsey, again, the one we had in common was Black Panther. So, um, <laughs> first talk to me about Black was. Panther, and then you could talk about, uh, I think you put First Avenger and Ragnarok. Well, Black Panther, pretty much everything I said about the costumes, everything's just so unique. I mean, what you were saying before about Killmonger's scars, like all that mm-hmm. jazz happening. Um, I also the did. Lip. <laughs> That guy the, oh yeah the yeah. little like thing that marks if you're a wakandan on the inside yeah. no no i'm talking i'm talking this like the oh the <laughs> <laughs> no yeah that's that was very interesting what a he's rocking it though that guy yeah he is um uh who did i have also thor uh, ragnarok. first avenger and I'm, ragnarok yeah oh and first avenger yeah i mean that red skull makeup's great i just feel like hair like hair makeup and costumes just go like hand in hand like you really can't have one without the other which is why yeah. my you cat the same three my yeah. nominees were like pretty much the same because you know like one completes the other you can't mm-hmm. you can have a really great costume but like if your hair and makeup are you know out of style or don't match you know the whole look is kind of ruined so true um, but wa- once again, WandaVision, I feel like I slept on WandaVision a little bit you when I was also got a giving lot of out period. these nominees. You got a lot of period piece, like, looks too, because yep, you have her yep, in the 50s yep. and the 60s. Um, and also, Blue Vision. Blue Vision. Blue <laughs> Vision, yeah. Can't, never forget Blue Vision. And can um, I just say, Elizabeth Olsen, she looks great in, like, a 50s getup. Like, she oh, yeah. just pulled up, she pulled off every single decade. Um, I aspire one can only dream to look yeah. good in every single decade the 80s yeah. the 50s the yeah. 70s she did it all so well it's like yeah. you also got the makeup the right? and and hair for evan peters too because he has a cool hairstyle going on too yeah um, yep, yep yep yeah i also picked guardians because i love the makeup for nebula and drax specifically i mean yeah. that nebula yeah, makeup is so good it looks like yeah. actual machinery but it's makeup uh and drax himself with all the little scars and stuff on him uh that's really cool uh, Zoe mm-hmm. Saldana, Gamora, she's green, like like a lot of cool things. I think that kind of goes in line yeah. with Ragnarok a little bit, like these really eccentric kind of makeup and co- and uh, hair designs and stuff like that. Um, where are you leaning with this? Because I think it could go to any of these five, really. Honestly, like the more I think about it, the more I want to give it to WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, just because they really movie. did do all all the decades so mm-hmm. well, you know. All right, let's do it. The winner for best hair and makeup is WandaVision. Blue Vision, you are getting that award. I will send it to your house. He deserves um, it. So now we transition into some of like the fun superlatives. These are ones you will never see in any other award show, but we figured we'd include it. Uh, and we're going to get the, the bad eggs out of the way first. Uh, we're going to talk about the worst MCU film. Okay. Um, Kelsey had two, I had two, and we both had one that we shared in common. Uh, here we go. The nominees for the worst <laughs> MCU film are... Avengers Age of Ultron, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, and Thor The Dark World. Um, I'm not a huge fan of any of those movies except for I, I kind of like the first Thor. Okay. Only because it's the first time we see like Loki and Thor like as brothers. Like This relationship that ends up carrying us through to what we are currently seeing or just saw on television now with Loki. Um it set up that relationship well avengers age of yeah. ultron is an interesting pick too because i think it's messy but like i still like a lot of aspects of it i love the introduction of wanda and quicksilver um mm-hmm. claw but also like yeah I, I agree there's some it's not the best um and it's the most unlikable i think we'll get tony stark as well mm-hmm. um yeah i picked thor the dark world just because it, it's the most non-memorable to me like i don't really remember it well sure uh, iron man 2 also i just i just don't like the movie i don't think the villains are as fun i mean you you love uh whiplash <laughs> but i i don't i do not uh the, the character whiplash the film. uh ivan vanko um yeah. Banco. uh and then we both picked incredible hulk i think yeah. because it's just kind of the one that i feel like most people if they skip one it's that just because yeah. of the recasting and because until shang chi trailer came out none of the other characters really mattered much in the mcu either so um, yeah yeah what are your thoughts i just ran down all of them but <laughs> i mean it's interesting that you say that thor the dark world is the least memorable for you when for me that's the first thor movie i don't really, really okay. like i don't know like maybe <laughs> because it's such an origin story and it's like so typical and so and follows like such a basic format True. that i kind of just like mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, once you understand like and I feel like they didn't they hadn't really figured out Thor's character himself in the earlier films. Like he doesn't really become like his own kind of, you know, person really until like Thor Ragnarok is when right. he becomes like really, really interesting because, you know, he's he gets funny. You know, that's that's what it is, is that we realize that Chris Hemsworth is really good at delivering, you know, one liners and they wrote a script for that, you know, yeah. where the first one I I. I think Thor the Dark World gets a lot of hate. And like I can understand why, but like I really don't hate it as much as other people do. Uh, yeah. Because I just I like I think I I really like that movie because I like the the arc Loki has in that movie. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, movie is essential to what happens in Loki. True. Really. Even yeah. though like it hadn't but happened. Again- it's a Thor movie, not a Loki movie. Yeah, so, yeah. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But, but yeah. how about this? You like Thor: The Dark World more than me. I like Thor more than you. Want to just cancel those out and talk about the other three? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So now, t- talk to me about Age of Ultron, Iron Man Two. <sighs> I mean, Age of Ultron. It's just sad because it's it's the lamest time we see Natasha. You know, she mm. gets like the least amount of screen time. She gets like ki- okay. she gets captured by Ultron. You know, a lot of people blame this on Joss Whedon. I did find out recently that she was pregnant during the duration of making that movie. So maybe it has a little to do with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that 
and you know being that you know she is or during that time she still was like the only uh girl in the group and really like the one woman leading marvel you know it was just lame to see her character kind of be treated that way it's but it does have its fun moments like i love the party scene when they're able Mm -hmm. to just like be people for a night and you know relax i love the introduction of pietro and wanda i I like ultron himself too i like ultron himself james spader i'm pretty sure i nominated for villain performance and he's i'm so sorry spoiler um And he's like not even in it. Like it's just his right. voice, and it, it's right. that impactful that mm-hmm. you know you remember it. Um, but so I think you're talking yourself out of Age of Ultron as the worst. Like it's it's maybe maybe, maybe bottom three for you, but I don't think it's the worst. I don't I don't I don't think it's the worst because no. the Incredible Hulk is right there. I was gonna say I, I'm trying to avoid it, but like it's <laughs> inevitable. I think it's an Incredible Hulk is our pick here, just because it's the only one that the two of us agreed on was in our bottom three. You know what I mean? Like yes. I like Age of Ultron and Thor a lot. You like Dark World and Iron Man too enough. Like I think Age the Incredible Hulk might not even be my least favorite in the whole MCU, but it, I think it's a very commonly, you know, low tier MCU film yeah. for almost everybody. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's just uh, that's the movie that I like paid like the littlest attention to because it just was not holding my attention. And maybe I went into it with that mindset because everyone told me about how bad it was and how like, you know, useless of a film it is and how if you're going to watch them, you Incredible Hulk, you can totally skip. Like that's all I heard before going into like the MCU. So I guess with that in mind, I wasn't really trying that hard to be invested in the Incredible Hulk, but it really just he's my favorite and and like i think yeah. that says a lot that even though he's my favorite like i think the movie doesn't really do him that much of a service like the actual cgi of the hulk himself doesn't look good mm-hmm. it, it looks messy like and abomination they do a looks good like job. i'm sorry to cut you off Dale. they no, do ahead. a good job later on with mark ruffalo's hulk oh, yeah. kind of in you know incorporating mark ruffalo's facial features mm-hmm. into you know when he is the hulk you know they you can believe that they're the same person where Mm -hmm. you had edward norton turn into literally just like a hulk that was like straight out of like a comic book like nothing about edward norton was incorporated in Mm -hmm. that like cgi design like at all you know and i feel like edward norton played it a little snarkier bruce banner and i think we already have tony Mm -hmm. and we're already gonna get steven strange that you can't have three and i think that's just gonna be um you know that that was going to be a tough if he had stayed with it but again i love how they got mark ruffalo we'll talk about that later but i think we're in agreement that the worst mcu film the stanley award goes to wah, wah, the incredible hulk um so that was our only negative award we're not going to award like the worst actor and actress uh because oh, i don't want to i don't, I don't even think they're like i couldn't even pick one even if you wanted me to i feel like everyone's pretty maybe, solid in the maybe MCU. Malekith. yeah all right well, well the, guy, the, the guy actor had lost, nothing to Tony do Birch. with what maybe sonny birch (laughs) yeah but even so like (laughs) i feel like we can't blame the actor for sonny the character of sonny birch being like a lame character you know um let's move on now to another fun one that i thought would be fun just because this is a marvel podcast not an mcu podcast we did want to make these awards mcu centric but we figured you know like let's give an award to the non-marvel films because we do non-mcu marvel films because we have talked about them on here and we're going to continue to talk about them um so the best non-MCU Marvel film the nominees are Deadpool, Logan, mm. Spider-Man 2002, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and 
X-Men Days of Future Past. I know what you're going to say, Kels. You forgot Spider-Verse. Yep. I forgot Spider-Verse. I don't honest, know why. Go ahead. I nominated at first because I just love the two Sam Raimi films. I nominated Logan and then Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. And then I said, wait a sec. Yeah. Even the Spider-Verse is not on here. And I was like, <sighs> I got to put it on there. So I took Spider-Man 2 off only because I don't love MJ and Peter's relationship as much as I do the first one. The first one sure. is just my nostalgic favorite. I know it's not going to win because I know you're not a big Toby fan, but also because I do agree the other movies are probably better. But yeah. I love Spider-Man, the first one, a lot. But I needed to put Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse on there because I, I love it so much. For some reason, when I read this category, the only movies I could think of were <laughs> two Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And I was like, what other Marvel movies that aren't in the MCU are there? So I literally Googled and I was like, oh my God, all the X-Men movies we just watched. <laughs> And then it hit me and I was like, duh. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. Logan, uh, Deadpool, obviously. And then I was like, okay, well, like, who else should I throw in there? And and then I just landed on another X-Men. And I totally, totally forgot about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But, I mean, and you did pick three really good X-Men films, though. Like, I did, I, I did. I picked Logan as well. Like, Logan's great. I mean, but. Logan will always be, you know, yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, um, for me, this fight becomes comes down to logan and spider-man into the spider-verse that's I agree. where I think, i'm kind of at i think yeah my personal favorite of course nostalgia is spider-man but i'm, I'm not gonna even bother trying to mm -hmm. convince you that toby mcguire is spider-man's the best movie of the bunch um we'll get in there another another podcast but i i am gonna lean just because it is just the most unique different thing in a superhero movie i'm gonna lean logan Oh my god, I thought you were totally, totally going to, about to say Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Well, no. In that well, moment. Yeah, it's just tough because that's animated and I, like, I don't want to take that away from it. But also, like, it's animated so you have a lot more liberty to do whatever with. Whereas Logan yeah. was like, the only, I've never seen a superhero western like that. Like, that yeah, style. for sure. That dark, that gritty. Um, but I guess the same argument could be made for Into the Spider-Verse. I've because never seen anything like that Because you said unique. Either. As soon as you said unique, I was like, yeah, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse does have some unique <sighs> animation. I That's literally where my mind went. But that's um, not where my mind is now, too. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, should we flip a coin? Well, I'm not going to, like, not pick Spider-Verse if that's where you're leaning. Like, I like Spider-Verse. And but I know like, you like Logan. I'm, but we don't I'm know. torn, too. I'm Okay, we're I'm both really torn. torn. So, so how about this? Heads is Logan, tails is Spider-Verse. But am that? I going to be sad if someone loses? Let's find out. Let's see. And Siri, flip a coin. Wait, which one is which? <laughs> I forgot. Which one? Which one was heads? You, which you, one was you tails? Call it, you call it. Heads which is Logan, it? tails is Spider-Man. Siri, flip a coin. It's tails. So it went to Spider-Verse. Okay, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Yep. Are you I'm good with that? With that. All right, I'm good well, with that, yeah. Kelsey. Announce it. The best non-MCU Marvel film, the Stan Lee, goes to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's a good pick. I mean, it's also such a unique pick. You're right. It yeah. is the most unique. I don't know why I said Logan was. Uh, no, Logan but is. Logan's unique in its own ways. But, but uh, yeah. It's that just, was, like, darker unique. That was an easier where... battle than I thought it'd be. So I'm glad. Um, I, I knew fun. you forgot it. I, I knew you didn't just, like, not include it I'm as your i disappointed in myself. But um, it won, so I'm yeah. happy now. Uh, an honorable mentions, you know, the Blade movies, uh, the Fantastic Fours, if you like them. Uh, Big Hero 6 is great. Um, so those are some honorable mentions. Now let's get to uh, the class couple, the best MCU couple. And we're not talking the performances. We're talking the characters. Like, are just our mm. favorite. Who do we ship the most? Um, and we did go by movie, but we can kind of span 
more broad. Um, yeah. And the nominees are Gamora and Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, MJ and Peter from Spider-Man Far From Home, Peggy and Steve from Captain America The First Avenger, Pepper and Tony from Iron Man 2, and Vision and Wanda from Avengers Infinity War. Um, Kelsey, I gotta say, I was surprised you didn't rep your homeboy Tom Holland, and I'm surprised you didn't rep WandaVision. Um, let me know. I picked Wanda, didn't I? You picked did Gamora. I? You picked Gamora and Star Lord, Pepper and Tony, and Peggy and Steve, which are three great picks. Oh, um, that's them from <laughs> Infinity War is a really good pick. Their yeah. relationship is at an all time high. You did maybe pick one of them as a actor in Infinity War, okay. but not as a couple. I feel like I've definitely told you in the past how annoyed I am with how they wrote MJ and Peter in true. this in his true, true, movies. True, 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 true. So I no, just, I'm just... absolutely not nominating them at all. Okay. See, I love their relationship. I think it's so cute and and awkward and dorky. I, I just love it. Because Zendaya is like this like very like pretty, you know, like she's not doesn't usually play the dork nerd type. But in sure. Spider-Man Far From Home, she's like totally geeking out over him. And, and he's geeking out over her. I just love it. Uh, that that was honestly not my favorite of the three, but that was definitely one of my favorites. Like it was between that and WandaVision as my favorite couple. But um, we also both nominated Peggy and Steve. So, mm. um, you know, that's a great moment. But then when I look back, I was like, is it because just the idea, is it that last moment where he's like, I got to you know take a rain check does that kind of override because the rest of the film they're not really like couple couple they Mm -hmm. like each other but it's not like a real solidified couple like pepper and tony or like gamora and star lord or even like wanda and vision are um but i just their relationship kind of has the most impact on the entire mcu but um in terms of the actual couple in the movie itself i'm leaning wanda and vision but i want to know what your thoughts especially with the two you picked that i didn't wanda vision wanda vision (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wanda and Vision are are a good pick, especially from if you're looking at just their moments in Infinity War. Um, the reason why Peter and Gamora, obviously, because Guardians is my favorite film, but also I just love that they do such a great way of like helping each other with something. Like Peter mm-hmm. Quill, like really softens Gamora, while Gamora like mm-hmm. is able to you know toughen Peter Quill up a bit and like kind of like volume his, two, right? His, yeah. No. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, because in the second one is when they really like talk about like, he's like, so when are we going to do something about this unspoken thing between us? And then at, right. by the end of the movie, she's like, it's just, it's an unspoken thing. Like, I love that moment <laughs> yeah. a lot because it's yeah. like, you know, it's an unspoken thing. You don't talk right. about it. Um, uh, Pepper and Tony, I wanted to give a shout out in Iron Man 2, just because I feel like there's so much like back and forth between them in that movie. I there's a great, I don't know, I don't think it made the movie. I think it's either a blooper or a deleted scene, but there's a moment where Tony is like asking for moat or like uh, an aspirin or something, okay. and Pepper's like, I only have Motrin, and to- like R- RDJ just sque- screams at uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, I'm not on my cycle, Pepper. You're gonna give Motrin to a grown man? Like I need something stronger, and it's just like they're they're just like always at you know each other's kind of like necks in that movie in like such a loving way, obviously because you know all she wants is for Tony to just be safe and practical, and that's when he's. That's the movie where he's going off the rails. You know, he's right. going completely rogue. He's, you know, being Tony. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Peggy and Steve, I think the only reason why we love them so much is probably because of the last moment of Endgame. You know, yeah. we end on their song 
with their moment finally getting their dance together. And I think that's mm-hmm. the only reason why we root for them, you know, yeah. because after the first Avenger, we don't get that much of Peggy and Steve because no. Peggy stayed in the 1940s and yeah. Cap did not. But it says a lot that they're still on our five and they're the only one that we both chose despite yeah. not having the most screen time together. So I think that's powerful. Um, I am going to dock MJ and Peter just because that first movie, they really don't have a lot. Um, mm. even though we're judging just far from home, but I'm willing to concede that. Um, I'm going to keep rooting for Vision and Wanda, though, just because they're the couple of the MCU. Like, they have, they're the only ones that actually got a show about them as a couple. Um, yeah. But, but uh, tell me, is there another way you're leaning? I, so you're leaning towards Wanda and Vision. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I like Gamora and Peter, though, a lot. That's fine. I'll, I'll flip a coin for that because I like them, too. Okay, let's flip the yeah. coin. All but right. first, you... I have to say, I their relationship, Peter and MJ's relationship, is written so poorly. It's just so random. The only reason why they're together is because they're like the love interest in the con. Oh, we lost Kels. We lost Kelsey. Let me text her. This is... <laughs> She got so mad. She got so mad that she left the stream. There she is. Hello. She didn't leave the stream. I don't know what happened. I think I my, didn't touch a thing. I I think your Wi-Fi went out. But yeah. I was... are you good though? You're charged up. You're no. Yeah. Like I'm plugged. Right. Like I'm plugged right. in. So heads or tails? Which one's Gamora and Star Lord? Which one's WandaVision? <laughs> uh, fine. We don't have to go through the rest of my rant. It's no, fine. it's fine. Um. Uh, uh heads can be gamora and, and quill and then tails is wandavision siri flip a coin it's heads this time which Woo-hoo! means kelsey you can announce it the stan lee award for best mcu couple goes to gamora and star lord guardians of the galaxy volume two that's right um congratulations y'all i hope you find her star lord um <laughs> oh yeah 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 i hope uh, we find her too yeah um okay so now we're gonna get into the best comedic performance because after all these are comedies these are action movies second these are comedies first most of them some of them aren't but um there are a lot of comedic performances and this is where you might you might start to see some crossover into the other categories later but um this was who uh kelsey and i decided as the best comedic performances and the nominees are dave batista for guardians of the galaxy volume two mm. David Harbour for Black Widow, Ben Kingsley for Iron Man 3, Michael Pena for Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Paul Rudd in Avengers Endgame. And uh, while I have it up here, let me just uh, reiterate, reiterate, sorry, who am I? Uh, Reiterate (laughs) who we all chose. We both picked Dave Bautista. Um, I picked David Harbour and Ben Kingsley, and you picked Michael Pena and Paul Rudd. Now, uh, I may have picked Paul Rudd for another category later. You might have picked Ben Kingsley for another category later. So, um, And I may have picked David Harbour, or you may have picked David Harbour for another category later. But mm-hmm. the ones we have here, for best comedic performance, I think all five of these are hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ben Kingsley is just so funny just in that break where you see the real him and and it's just so hilarious it's because of the subversion of expectations that i had to include him uh, yeah. but the two for me that i really love are david harbour and dave batista i mean david harbour yeah it's so recent but he was the funniest part of that movie and he made that movie which i thought was going to be more like real dramatic and it was dramatic but he gave so much light to it mm-hmm. um and dave batista i mean drax his humor in guardians 2 is just 
amazing. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about talk to me about Michael Pena and Paul Rudd and Dave Bautista. I do think that even though like that style of comedy is like not my favorite that Dave Bautista does in the Guardians movies, I do commend him for being able to pull it off well. You know, mm-hmm. he just does the right amount where it's not he's not hamming it up too much. He's still, you know, being truthful and and playing the character as real as yep. you can play, you know, another life form from another planet. Um David Harbour is great. He's very funny in uh, Black Widow. I I think my favorite pick, honestly, is my pick is Paul Rudd from in in Endgame because I okay. think he just delivers like such a great like he's he's like literally he's like the he is comedic the comedic relief, relief yeah. mm-hmm. in that in that film because it's just so dark and heavy and they're dealing with something like so surreal and and like literally their their nightmare you know like their Mm. nightmare scenario worst case scenario unfolds in that movie and the fact that he's able to just be like this light of optimism and just like my favorite moment throughout that entire movie is when they're talking about each of the infinity stones where to get them and where they originated where uh from wherever and Thor starts talking about the ether, the reality stone. And everyone is just absolutely done with the fact that he's constantly drunk or asleep and that, you know, he's going through this depressive state and he's just, he starts, you know, going on and on about the ether and everything. And we just cut to Paul Rudd's face. We cut to Ant-Man and he's just eating it up. He's hanging <laughs> on to every word that he's saying. He's like, oh yeah, like this is a great story. Like he's loving it. And it just, it makes me chuckle every single time I watch that performance. Mm -hmm. So I think that's my favorite comedic performance in the MCU. See, it's hard because I, I'll spoil it now. I picked him for supporting actor in the same performance. Oh, uh, okay. For just general supporting. Which, so it's tough because like, I love his performance in this, but again, he also has a lot of emotional moments. He has a moment where he he's, sees that the whole world is changed and he sees Cassie mm-hmm. his name and then he sees that Cassie's grown up and it's an emotional moment um whereas Dave Batista I feel like is just like full-on comedy the whole time yeah um and yep, if we're talking just specifically true. performance it might be Paul Rudd but comedic performance I'm leaning Dave Batista only because it's strictly like it is a comedic performance um but neither of us Rudd, talked about Trevor Slattery though yeah, I think we'll talk about him a little bit more later. I think the okay. reason I didn't, because you didn't pick him for this category. I picked him for yeah. this category only because I love the change of like the super serious to the super funny. But I do think even his funny bits, as funny as they are, I think he's a great performance in a funny role, but he isn't as funny as my other picks. Um, like was... Dave Bautista just has me on the floor laughing. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I'll back down from this one, but Kelsey, give me your All thoughts. Right. Well, I was just going to say, I'd also like to shout out Michael Pena just for, yeah, yeah, yeah. just real quick just because i think that it's hard because like i wanted to nominate all three of them like i feel like the three friends are so funny in ant-man and the mm-hmm. wasp like with the truth serum and you know that whole bit of him talk telling the story and you know there's a great moment where in the right in the beginning of the mo- movie where he's like scott like we have to do something because we're you know we're sec- we work for the security company now and he's like just like Louise, like, I trust you. Like you make the decisions. Like, it'll be great. And he's like, you're right. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. Yeah. I'm the boss. <laughs> and like, it's just like little moments like that. Like if you're memorable to me and like a comedic performance, like y- you did it, you've won, you've won. Yeah. So he's great That's too. Tough. I don't think he's the pick though. I just, I just think his moments are good, but he yeah. just, I mean, the other ones also get just, I think David Harbour, Dave Batista, and 
Paul Rudd just get more time to just yeah, explore. Um, sure. And they have more layers. I think if we're talking the performance, I would go Paul Rudd. But if we're going comedic performance, I'm leaning more Dave Bautista. But I don't know. Kelsey, you can break this tie if you want. I'll let you choose. We can give it to Dave Bautista, Dill. Are you sure? Yes. All right. We will talk about Paul Rudd later. I promise. Okay. Uh, the winner for best comedic performance, the Stanley Award, goes to... Wait, where is he? I can't see him. Is he invisible? He, he's on the top left. I see him. Oh, I don't. Yeah, he must be invisible. Maybe he didn't show up. But it is Dave Bautista <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, did you get the joke or no? That he's invisible eating oh, the chips? Oh, now I get it. I'm yeah, sorry. See. I thought you were having like technical difficulties no, over there. No. I'm like, <laughs> what else today? What else is going to happen? No, no, no. Dave Bautista's the winner. Congratulations. Yes, he's uh, so, he can become invisible, invisible, undetectable to the naked <laughs> um, eye. <laughs> yeah, this is another fun category because we talked about our villains ranking, but it was more of the villains themselves uh, rather than the performances strictly. We did incorporate that into it, but this is strictly the villain performances um and i have to ask about one snub but i'll get there in a sec the nom- nominees for best villain okay. performance are josh brolin in avengers infinity war jake gyllenhaal in spider-man far from home michael b jordan in black panther iron man oh sorry ben kingsley <laughs> in iron man 3 and james spader in avengers age of ultron and the only question i have is where is tom hiddleston girls oh i nominated him for supporting oh Okay, I was going to say you could nominate him twice, but... Um, I know, but I, like I said, okay. I wanted to you spread, spread the, wealth. the wealth. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Uh, but Loki's not here, but also he's more of an anti-hero at this point. Same as Nebula yeah. and Winter Soldier. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a really stat category, too. I picked the three on the top. I picked Josh Brolin, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Michael B. Jordan. You picked Ben Kingsley, James Spader, and Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, so Michael B. Jordan's a commonality here, and I don't want to say just, like, let's give it to him, even though that's where I'm leaning, uh, but I'd like to hear what you have to say about Ben Kingsley and James Spader. So Ben Kingsley, it's just such a delightful performance. Like I just watched (laughs) Iron Man three the other day, just because like that movie is just so enjoyable to watch. Mm -hmm. Damn. I regret not nominating it for more things. Um, (laughs) It's just so enjoyable between RDJ's performance, the villain, like there's just so many layers in that movie. It's like, he's one of the reasons like, you know, that you go back to that movie because you just want to watch him just be, he's just so chaotic and enjoyable when, you know, he's obviously, you know, being himself, Trevor Slattery and not the Mandarin. It's just mm-hmm. so it's just so entertaining and, and but he's also menacing as the Mandarin in yeah. those little commercials. He really yep. is. That is true. Um, you yeah, do I, bef- before you realize, you know, you know the whole reveal, you really believe that this is like an evil person. Yeah. Um, and then who else did James I pick? Vader. Oh, James Vader. Yeah. That's just like it's just so delightfully evil that <laughs> you I like you only aspire to just be like that, like quippy and just like mm-hmm. Ugh, like you yeah. humans like mm-hmm. i don't understand like what what do you make smaller people Ch- children i forgot the word for it like he just like has like this yeah. he it's just like incredible that just his voice alone he's able to give this like robot machine thing its own mannerisms its own personality like you just i just love hearing it i guess yeah that's a good point um, um I also michael b jordan i yeah, will say i was gonna say we'll save him for later but yeah we can i understand we picked him twice and is it because of the performance he gives or just because he, killmonger is a good villain no i think his performance is amazing i i love okay. it I, I think it's just extra layered especially with like him at the art exhibit and then him later when he's at in wakanda and just like the 
hello auntie type thing like i yeah. love his i love his deliveries but i i agree like the I'm villain itself like, is so strong i'm yeah because like i'm kind of teetering back and forth i'm looking back at it now and i'm like i think killmonger is just a very well written villain that i don't like i'm not trying to discredit michael b right. jordan in any right. way like i still think that he's you know he gives it he's in your you top know, three yeah he's given it a 100 <laughs> of that movie but i think it's just because that villain is just so well written where the other ones feel more or really like trevor slattery ben kingsley Shines specifically because of the performance just yes so mm. i think i'm leaning towards ben kingsley to Inter- be interesting um so obviously i had to put josh brolin just because thanos sure they 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 nailed it like he really nailed it i I know i I, what's wrong do you not like it i mean it's just hard because like and i know i this is gonna sound so dumb because i did nominate like a whole robot like i did nominate (laughs) just like a voice performance basically but like it's just hard because like most of what thanos is is cgi so it's like you can't really like get all but it's his the, expression, though. Yeah, that's true. They put the mocap on his face, you and know? you know what? Maybe I just like dis. I think Josh Brolin does do his job because I really just dislike Thanos just yeah. so much. But even then, that... like he's the protagonist—not the protagonist, but he's the main character of Infinity War. And yeah. I think to have a villain that you can really just have that time with, like, it's really amazing. And then Jake Gyllenhaal—it's just another one of those like fake outs. Like you think he's good and then he's bad, and it's just he's such a good actor that he brings a lot to yeah. the role. Um, yeah. He was definitely the third of my list. It was Michael B. Jordan, then Josh Brolin, then him. Uh, I, I love Michael B. Jordan's performance. I think it just has a real great energy and charisma. I think he does as much as I love him. Rest in peace. I think he outshines Chadwick Boseman in that movie. Uh, he just soaks up that movie for me. He just like mm. eats it all up. Um, there's one other performance that I might also like in that movie that I'll talk about later. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, no, he just totally eats up all the scene where he just... Yeah, and the fight scene especially too just the way he commits to that too is just so yeah. intense and, and just amazing but again like i'm not opposed to uh, talking about trevor or even josh brolin or I, I think we've narrowed it down to ben kingsley josh brolin and michael b jordan correct yeah okay just because i i was i thought jake gyllenhaal when i was like thinking about all my villains just because he is a very strong actor but i feel like there's something about that like that character where mm-hmm. he almost takes it a little too far. Like I was saying okay. with Drax, how he doesn't like ham it up really. I think Jake Gyllenhaal got a little too hammy, okay. a little too unbelievable yeah. at mm-hmm. some moments as Mysterio or right. like whatever his real name is, Quentin Beck. Uh, Quentin Beck, yeah. Is that even no. his real name though? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he lied about his entire personality. Right. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough because Josh Brolin just like has the whole, like he has the most stuff to work with. But again, Ben Kingsley in just that small performance just really, really captures you. And then Michael B. Jordan, I just, I'm going to still stay in the Michael B. Jordan train only because I just, it's my favorite villain. And I think he just brings a lot to it. He's my favorite part of that movie, which I already love so much. But uh, I don't know. You know what? I think he sold me on on Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yay. All right. (laughs) But but honorable, like runner up Ben Kingsley for sure. Yeah. Uh, Okay. uh, I'll take that. If you I'll haven't take- watched the Great American Film Off World Leaders episode, we talk a lot about Ben Kingsley and Gandhi. We talk about an hour about Ben Kingsley. So go check it out, people. Um, anyway, the Stanley Award for Best Villain Performance goes to Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther. Um, all right. So now these are some fun awards. We're going to go into the most anticipated because we have a lot to look forward to in the future. Uh, so it is time now to talk about the most anticipated MCU film. 
the nominees are Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, so I nominated Thor, Kelsey nominated Black Panther, and then we both agreed on the other two. Um, so mm. tell me, Kelsey, first, let's go to the ones that we did not choose. I did not choose Black Panther. Uh, tell me why you picked Black Panther 2. Um, I just think that, you know, people are really curious as, as to how we're going to honor Chadwick Boseman's legacy, you mm. know? Like, I think that that's, like, the big factor that makes it the most anticipated because we want to see, like, where the True. story can like how we can further this story because although we did lose T'Challa, like it's still a whole country literally that has mm -hmm. a story to tell and has a part to True. play in this MCU. And I'm excited to see like if they have anyone take up the mantle, not outside act, not like recasting the role, but just right. like the actors Shuri, we already have, like Okaye, Okoye, 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 Shuri, Shuri, like you know. All these people, like if we're gonna have anyone take up the Black Panther Panther mantle, who, mm -hmm. you know, like the, like where are these other you know iconic characters gonna go without him? Yeah. And I want to, you know, just make sure that it's all very well done and and respected and yeah. in that sense. So that's, that's why I picked point. Black Black Panther. Yeah, it was definitely like my number four or five. That and Eternals were like right on the list, but I didn't put them on. Um, I put Thor Love and Thunder only because I'm so excited to see what Natalie Portman does. I'm so excited to see <laughs> yeah. the Guardians and Thor. Yeah, um, it, It's basically like Guardians 3 and Thor 4 and Natalie Portman's Thor movie. Like it's, it's a bunch <laughs> of different movies. And we get Christian Bale as a villain. So like it has all the recipes for me to enjoy it. But I think the two we have to talk about are the ones we both agreed in. Mm. The two multiverse movies, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and then supposedly the multiverse in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, yeah, like, we're... <laughs> what? Nothing. It's just, Nothing. like, people keep talking about this alleged multiverse that's gonna happen in well, Spider-Man No Way Home, well, and I feel definitely... like... We're definitely getting Doc Ock and Electro. We just don't know if we're getting the other Spider-Man. We're definitely getting Multiverse because they've confirmed. Alfred Molina confirmed it. But we just don't know if it's Spider-Man himself. If I just feel like Andrew we're getting as carried away as we did with WandaVision when it like as when it comes to like theories and stuff and expectations. I True. feel like we're getting in that territory where we're hyping something up so much where if it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen the way we think it's happening we're going to walk out of that movie disappointed. So um, it's True. not that I'm so anti, no, I don't want Toby or Andrew touching this movie. It's that I don't want to just like get into this like theory world. I don't want to get lost in the sauce here where I'm like, oh my God, they're going to be in it. It's going to be incredible. And then, they don't, and then yeah. have it not happen or it doesn't happen the way we think it is. Like, right. I'm just trying to not be in that Mephisto place ever yeah, again, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I feel like we're just more getting on... too carried away. And yeah. I just want to be able to enjoy, like, Tom's movie. You know, then because again, he, you did he is my favorite. It, yeah, so is that why you nominated it, though? Because of Tom? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I'm just excited to see him again yeah. as Peter Parker. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly think of all these, though, uh, the one that intrigues me the most is probably Doctor Strange, only because it's Sam Raimi, who is an amazing horror director. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be kind of a horror film. We're getting Wanda again, who was our number one in our Marvel bracket. Like mm -hmm. she, like this has a lot of recipes to be great too. Uh, so that's where I'm leaning. But you know, there's a lot of good movies coming out, and I'm fine with any. Of I'm I'm excited for all four of these. Uh, Black yeah. Panther. I'm only a little hesitant because I'm just not sure what they're gonna do, and I yeah. hope it's not the wrong choice. Kind of like what you're saying with No Way Home. It's like there's an expectation of what I kind of want to happen that I don't know if it's gonna happen. Um, sure. 
but yeah, the other ones I'm just, I'm excited for. I mean, Thor, Love and Thunder, I didn't love Ragnarok, but I still am excited to see what Taika Waititi does with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, there's a lot of good picks. So I'll, I'll let think, you talk it out. I mean, the one that I also picked, didn't we, we both pick Multiverse of Madness? We both picked Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So Multiverse I picked, obviously, just because like I'm the high that we came off of of WandaVision. Like I'm just excited to explore that more and to mm-hmm. hopefully get answers and everything that we're finding out multiverse wise and Loki now. Like I just feel like the the past like we three out of the two or two out of the three series we got are leading up to this movie. So right. it's just like, oh my God, like this is going to tie in a multiverse of madness. Like we know it like, oh, Wanda's going to be in it too. Like this is going to be crazy. Is she going to find Tommy and Billy in the multiverse of madness? Like I just feel like the more questions we get from these series, like the more answers hopefully we'll True. get in multiverse of madness. So I think that's, yeah. I think that for me is the most anticipated. There we go. Why don't you announce it, Kelsey? So the Stan Lee Award for most anticipated MCU film goes to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's right. Good announcer voice, Kelsey. You should be a award. Oh my person. god! Should um, I think so? You. Now let's talk about the most anticipated TV series because we do want to talk about TV. Where the next four awards are all TV, so it's anticipated TV, and then we'll talk about the acting in the TV, and then we'll talk about the TV itself. Um, this was another one where we agreed on two of the picks, and then we each had our own fourth and third pick. Um, so. The nominees for most anticipated MCU series are Hawkeye, Secret Invasion, She-Hulk, and What If. And the two that we both picked, we both picked those bottom ones, She-Hulk and What If. And then you picked Secret Invasion, Kels, and I picked Hawkeye. Um, First, talk to me about Secret Invasion. What makes you so excited for it? Well, I just think that it's such an interesting, like, element to explore, the Mm -hmm. scrolls. And plus, like, I just love the character of Talos. Like, for you, how Michael B. Jordan kind of steals Black Panther uh, for you. Like, I feel like he kind of steals the show in Captain Marvel. Like, you know, he starts off, you know, you think he's the villain. You think he's trying to, like, take Captain Marvel down when in reality, like, he's just looking for a place to, like, raise his kid and like live a peaceful life with his wife you know and it just takes takes like a full like 180 in that movie and so i'm excited to you know to see if he himself is going to be in it and you know that lifestyle and and all that jazz and we get olivia coleman and amelia clark so that's two big names yeah yep so um i picked hawkeye because i i was not gonna be huge on hawkeye until the if you have not seen uh, Black Widow yet, do not say anything uh, or do not mute it for like 30 seconds. But they tease that Yelena is going to be in Hawkeye, probably. And maybe. Most likely. And if we're getting Florence, more Florence Pugh, I am. That's my number one. <laughs> like, like I, I'm being honest. Like, she was so good in that role that I'm like, anything that she's in, I will immediately sit down and watch at 3 a.m. every Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's so, great. So I'm. I, that's why I'm excited. And Haley Steinfeld also like is incredible. Mm-hmm. I love her. So like, Edge of Seventeen is one of my favorite movies of the past few years. Coming of age movies. Uh, yeah. Bumble Bumblebee is the only good Transformers movie because of Haley Steinfeld. Um, and then the other two we both picked. What if it's coming soon? It's exciting. It's a cool premise. It's animated. It's so different. Kind of like Spider Verse. It's just so unique and different. She Hulk. Again, it's my favorite character. And it's the she version. Like it's, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to just get something else that's just Hulk centric. Um, and I hope they don't screw it up. So like those three series and and Secret Invasion too. I'm excited for that. But like I'm so excited for all three of them. So I, I don't know how to pick. <laughs> hmm. 
This is tough because I like She-Hulk because, you know, I love the idea of like another woman-led project, yeah. obviously. And what if it's just like, I'm just so interested. I'm, I mean, I was kind of like not that excited at first because, you know, it's going to be all animated and like obviously like they can't make whole movies with and it's not these canon. actors yeah. and, and mm-hmm. all this stuff but it is now that the trailers come out like i'm actually like super intrigued, intrigued. as to what how these storylines are going to play out and how things are going to happen so i think for me just because i mean it's a little unfair because we do have a trailer for this one and none of the others but i think for me it's going to be what if okay i'm I'm very excited for it, but I'm leaning towards She-Hulk only because, like, they screwed... We talked about how badly they screwed up Hulk in the MCU yeah. for Incredible yeah. Hulk. The fact that we're getting a second try with Tatiana Maslany, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so down for it. But I agree, we got the trailer for What If. It's Chadwick's last performance in the mm-hmm. MCU. Uh, okay, yeah, it's What If. Go ahead, Kels, announce it. And the Stanley Award for most anticipated MCU series goes to What If. That is correct. Um, But really, we're excited for all of those. Um, Now we can get into the series categories. And these were fun. This next category, we each brought three totally different actors. So this is going to be tough. Um, Which category is is this? This is Best Actor in an MCU Series. Oh, okay. The nominees are Paul Bettany for WandaVision. Daniel Brühl for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Tom Hiddleston in Loki, Wyatt Russell in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Owen Wilson, wow, in Loki. So, Kels, this is tough. So I picked Paul Bettany, Tom Hiddleston, Wyatt Russell. Mm -hmm. You picked Daniel Brühl, Sebastian Stan, Owen Wilson. How the hell do we pick? (laughs) Listen, I'm just going to say that, first of all, I do like Owen Wilson as Mobius, you know, like we, Mm -hmm. he, Owen Wilson, like made me care about Mobius and made me care about the relationship between Mobius and Loki. Obviously, like I would love to throw Tom Hiddleston so many nominations for so many different things. But like I said, I wanted to spread the wealth. So I didn't nominate him for this. I nominated him, you know, for other things later on. (laughs) <laughs> um, but for me, like the standout performances for the men in the in the series across the board were definitely from Sebastian Stan and Daniel Brühl in the oh. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So the fact that I have to choose between those two just like to pick one to champion is kind of making me crazy right now, just because like oh, they were both so good. And so Anthony good. Mackie, who so didn't good. even make it because there's so so little spots. Like, Anthony Mackie is definitely our seventh if we had to pick a seventh. Like, no, those, yeah, for sure. Those performances are so good. He, he, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, tell me, yeah. try to sell me on yours, Dale, um, because I don't know. Well, I'm pretty confident in my picks. Well, the only Emmy nominee of the bunch is Paul Bettany. He yeah. rocked it in WandaVision. He mm-hmm. really gave such a great comedic performance in the first two episodes. And to see him as the person who didn't know what was going on, to see him experiencing it, like he almost had a, a, just as big of an arc as Wanda, even though his was all in the confines of this, uh, the hex. Um, yeah. And then Wyatt Russell. I mean, never have I had a villain that has just been so plain, normal human being that I've just hated so much. Mm. And I think he just makes you hate him so much. He's just so ruthless. And then Tom Hiddleston, like, I've always loved Loki, but never on the level as other people. And this show really made me a huge fan of his performance. 
I think he just gets so much out of the few episodes where he gets his journey in his arc. Um, because he is in other performances and we kind of knew what to expect, I'm kind of putting Tom at my third. But the other two, also Paul Bettany, like we've seen him in other things, but Wyatt Russell for me was the big surprise of like, mm. wow, he is so good in this role that I hate him so much. And I should yeah. have hated you know Zemo more I should have hated you know other people more going into the series but first episode right off the bat even the goofy grin I was like I hate this guy so um I'm gonna champion Wyatt Russell for this I think he is the most uh despicable um villain we've had in some time and even more so than Killmonger because Killmonger Thanos it was at least like oh I love to watch you be the bad guy but whereas him it's like I just fucking hate you yeah yeah for Um, sure so I mean, the reason why I didn't really, like, I didn't nominate Paul Bettany, I think I'm just not that invested in the character of Vision as much. Mm-hmm. Because Vision is like, you know, he's very, he's he's a computer. Like, he's a, he's literally like a, a well of knowledge. He's just so, he's so much wisdom and he's just so well adjusted that he transformed by him. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. really... Like he did have like an arc. He did have like an an obstacle to get over Wanda herself to get over throughout WandaVision. And that's, you know, kind of what he was overcoming in a sense. But any there's not there's no internal growth happening Mm -hmm. in Vision is what I'm saying. And but Paul Bettany, he does give like a great, a really fantastic performance. I just think Mm -hmm. that they had such great chemistry him and elizabeth right. olsen that they just both made each other stronger and i think that's how they both walked out with the with the emmy nominee yeah, and i also think she kind of came away took the series away at the end like she really mm-hmm. it was her story at the end her and agatha yeah. more so than him oh yeah for sure because um, so she was doing all the internal growing you know it was right. it was all about that um if you are going to <sighs> Oh no, now now Dill's left the stream. It's probably because I talked so poorly about Paul Bettany for the past 30 seconds. All right, yeah, I, my wife, I kicked me out. Hold on, I'm having a coughing fit. I'm going to mute myself. Talk about, I'm, I'm just listening. Talk about the others. Okay, well, I was just going to say that if he's championing um, Wyatt Russell, then I think I'm going to have to put Daniel Brule up against Wyatt Russell. <sighs> just because... I just loved this performance. I loved how we went from not really knowing who Zemo was, but knowing that he was a bad guy trying to take down the Avengers. So therefore we disliked him to us just like falling in love with this character. He's just like this rich, cool guy. He's a baron. He has private jets. He goes to Madripoor. Like he runs the place And at the end of the day, like he does sacrifice or like he doesn't sacrifice himself, but he does like turn himself into the to the Dormelage because he just knows that that's the right thing to do. He doesn't try to fight his way out of anything. He's like, no, you got me. And if this is what's going to bring you all peace, then I will go live on the raft. Yeah, it's interesting because you at our villains ranking had him way low. And now coming out of the show, yeah. you like him a lot. And I think that yeah. says a lot about his performance in the show. Yeah. Um, I'm not willing to back off a Wyatt Russell right now, but I'm willing sure. to go to a coin flip because I think these are two very good performances from characters that going into the show, no one really knew about. No one knew John Walker was coming and no one really thought that, you know, Zemo was going to be the standout. But yeah. they ended up being standouts even more so for me, at least, than Bucky and Cap themselves. So. Alrighty. Um, let's coin what's, flip it What's then. what? 
Um, heads, Daniel Brule, uh, tails, White Russell. Siri, flip a coin, please. I win that one, Kels. All right, that's fine. I can live yeah, with that. It's a good performance. Um, <laughs> it is. And the winner for Best Actor in an MCU Series, the Stanley Award, goes to Wyatt Russell in The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. That was a tough category. Uh, this one's a little easier because we had two of the same. Uh, Best Actress in an MCU Series. And the nominees are Katherine Hahn, WandaVision, Aaron Kellyman, The Falcon and The Winter Soldier, Elizabeth Olsen, WandaVision, and Tiana Paris, WandaVision. So I had Tiana Paris, you had Aaron Kellyman, and then we both had Agatha and Wanda themselves. Um, I have a clear favorite here. I don't know how long we have to debate it. I, I think have a clear, clear favorite as well. I think Elizabeth Olsen takes this. Yep, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the other nominees. All three girls in WandaVision were great. Catherine Hahn, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elizabeth Olsen just got those deep, amazing moments to just like knock us over the head with brilliant acting so yep so there it is kelsey go ahead (laughs) and the stanley award for best actress in an mcu series goes to elizabeth olsen wandavision that's right and then we transition to our last of our three our four best mcu uh series categories for the best mcu series the nominees are the falcon and the winter soldier loki and WandaVision. Uh, there were no other ones to accept there because the other MCU shows like Daredevil and shit are all non-canon anymore. So um, we got these three shows. Which one's your favorite, Kels? <laughs> it's tough. It's tough because the other two are such a close second. I can't even say like a close second and third. Like they're both like just so barely, barely underneath my favorite. Mm-hmm. But, what's your least favorite you want to start with that you want to like go from the bottom i up? just told you i don't have a least favorite. Oh, okay 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 sorry <laughs> sorry because my They're... least favorite i'll say right away my least favorite is falcon the winter soldier only because it's a little bit more generic than the other two like the other two just are more just something different and unique in the mcu anyway carry on were you gonna say that was your favorite no oh okay 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 my favorite is and i think we're on the same page here wandavision I yeah okay here's the thing oh I think WandaVision because it's complete is probably better as a whole than Loki I think Loki the actual middle of it I think it started and ended weaker than WandaVision did but the middle of it I was more invested like going back and watching WandaVision again like the Halloween episode is like cute and other stuff but it's really those last two episodes that like really got me whereas Loki like every episode was so interesting and new and different, but I agree. They didn't stick the landing as well as WandaVision. I think WandaVision's conclusion is really what cements it as the best of the three. I'm with you, but I'm just saying it was close WandaVision and Loki. Okay. Uh, I think Loki, because it's only half complete because they were originally going to do 12 episodes and then COVID halted it. So they decided to break it into two seasons of six. I think if it was the full 12, if we finished it, it might contend, but because it kind of feels half complete, mm. I think right now, Today, on July, whatever, I think I'm leaning WandaVision. All right. Sounds good. So the best MCU series Stanley Award goes to WandaVision. That's right. WandaVision. I thought I was going to have to sell you more, but that's good. Um, No. You had to sell me more. Um, All right. Another tough category coming up. We each had three different picks. Some of these are picks you've seen already in this award ceremony for best comedic or villain performance. And the nominees for Best Supporting Actor 
in the MCU are Paul Bettany, Avengers Infinity War, David Harbour, Black Widow, Tom Hiddleston, Thor Ragnarok, Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther, mm. Paul Rudd, Avengers Endgame, mm. and Mark Ruffalo, The Avengers. Kelsey, you had the top three. I had the bottom three. Okay. Um, David Harbour, uh, you picked him here. I picked him at comedic. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the bottom, Paul Rudd, I picked here. You picked in comedic. And then Michael B. Jordan, I picked both here and in villain. Uh, I just love that performance so much. I nominated it twice. So uh, tell me first uh, about your three and, and what you feel about your three. So Paul Bettany is just like Vision is at such a different place in Infinity War. You know, mm-hmm. like he is one of the MacGyvers, if you will. Um, so he is at a standstill where he's just like, well, it just needs to be destroyed. And they're like, well, no, like we're not just going to take you out. We don't trade lives, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just it's his moments with Wanda that are just so beautiful in that film. They're really the things that ground you is their moments are the most grounding in that film. They're just so enjoyable to watch. Um, who, who am I? Learning? Oh, David Harbour. I mean, he was just like a standout for yeah. Black, Pan- uh, Black Panther, Black Widow. <laughs> he really just was like a standout. He was just so enjoyable and he just made you laugh. But he also had very like heartful moments with Florence Pugh, like in the bedroom mm-hmm. when they start singing American Pie together. Like he, right. he wasn't just all comedy where I feel like before you were like, well, Paul, uh, like Paul and Paul Rudd. Yes, Paul Rudd. And I was just saying Paul Bettany. I I just realized right now there are two Pauls in the MCU. There are. Paul Rudd in Endgame is not just comedy. He also has, you know, heart and, and serious moments and dra- dramatic moments, which is, you know, how I felt about David Harbour. And I mean, Tom Hiddleston. He's just yeah. such, he's just such a refined practiced actor like he's mm-hmm. just so good at what he does yeah. um and he's just such a great loki and so was that your pick as like who you're gonna champion here yeah okay. he's yeah for I, sure I agree. My pick. of those three i think you know i put david harbour in the comedic one but i think like as a supporting actor i think tom hiddleston really stands out in my three um we already gave one to michael b jordan so i don't think we have to talk about him here even mm-hmm. though he is great and i think he is my favorite part of black panther that's why i put him here uh, he's the definition of a perfect supporting actor in that mm-hmm. movie. Um, Paul Rudd, like I said, he has those comedic moments, but he also has those dramatic ones that I think set him above even being just the comedic performance. You know, like I think he's even more than that uh, in this movie. He he is a supporting actor in a movie filled with so many leads already. You have Thor as a lead, RDJ, Chris Evans, and and uh, Scarlett Johansson and Hawkeye. Yet you have Paul Rudd kind of steal the show. You know, and then. You know, there's Mark Ruffalo and Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. We talked about how bad Incredible Hulk was. He comes in and makes it just such an enjoyable, amazing character. Uh, And to take someone that was the weakest of the phase one movies and become, in my opinion, the standout of the Avengers, the movie, the Avengers, I think is big because he doesn't have, you know, he's not steve or tony he's not the lead of that movie but he really does support the group well and that moment i'm always angry is iconic because of that performance so i think it was a brilliant recasting um i don't know who i'm going to champion here paul rudd or mark Mm. ruffalo Mm. um 
I think Mark Ruffalo though is just was such a breath of fresh air in the Avengers, and is the part of that movie for me that holds up the most. So I'm gonna champagne campaign champagne. Cheers. Uh, I'm gonna campaign Mark Ruffalo here. Uh, so okay. Mark Ruffalo versus Tom Hiddleston. I have a Hulk. <laughs> we have, we have an army. Yeah. Um. This I mean. There's a clear favorite in my mind. I think we yeah. might have to flip a coin. I'm okay, Unless though. you're willing to sacrifice. I think you may sway me just because I think I wanted to shout out my three, but I think Tom Hiddleston, you, we've, we didn't give him the award for best uh, TV actor. He wasn't nominated for best villain. Like this is the place to award him. And I think his body of work in this whole MCU, his character journey even though I probably prefer, prefer his performance maybe in Thor, the mm-hmm. first one, just because it's so fresh. Sure. But like his performance in Ragnarok is really good. And I don't love that movie, but he is so good in it. He gives some great moments. So I think you swayed me. I'm willing to do it. All right. Awesome. All right. Why don't you announce it, Kels? So the Stanley Award for Best Supporting Actor goes to Tom Hiddleston, Thor Ragnarok. That's right. That's the first award for Thor Ragnarok today. So let's see if it'll continue because I think it's nominated in three of the next five categories. So let's see. Now we're getting the nitty gritty. Best Supporting Actress. The nominees are Karen Gillan for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Denai Guerrera for Black Panther, Lashana Lynch for Captain Marvel, mm. Florence Pugh for Black Widow, and Tessa Thompson for Thor Ragnarok. This is a stack. <laughs> lineup of women uh we both agreed on florence Pugh. i also nominated denai guerrera and lashana lynch you also mm-hmm. nominated karen gillen and tessa thompson tessa yeah. thompson was my fourth karen gillen was my fifth so like wow i'm with you, I'm with you. like like they're wow. right on the cusp um actually i think i had karen gillen though for infinity war not guardians 2 i'm not sure but um or an end game one of those others but she oh, just okay. across all the movies she's just so good yeah. um but yeah, yeah, yeah. Danai Guerrera is, uh, again, a definition of a great supporting actress. She supports the lead so well in yeah. that movie. Um, a little bit wasted in the other films, but we're talking about Black Panther here, and she's great in that. Uh, mm. Lashana Lynch is someone who, I again, I was mad in WandaVision when they killed off Maria Rambo because I loved her so much in Captain Marvel. She stands out for me in that movie. That movie mm-hmm. has a really good cast, and she's amazing in it. And then Florence Pugh. I will die on the hill that she is the best thing that this MCU is getting in phase four still. Um, mm-hmm. Even even with everything coming out in the future, she is going to be the best get for Marvel. Uh, so uh, I'm very happy with the three I chose, but I love the three you chose as well. So talk. Yeah. So I did Tessa Thompson just because like, I feel like she's such a different, you know, like she's just such a different female character that we mm-hmm. that we get in the in Thor Ragnarok compared to all the others you know like they're you know the other ones I feel like they're so serious and it's right. like well I'm the tough girl so I don't uh-huh. like smile or like you know like do that we're like she's like tough but like she's also funny and she feels more like multifaceted as a character and you know she gives such a great like dialect performance that I genuinely thought she was from the UK when Tessa Thompson is fully American. And I feel like that is just like a commendable within itself. Um, Florence Pugh, obviously she was like this, the showstopper, the, you know, the show stealer in, in black widow to the point where some people felt like it was more her movie than Natasha's movie. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> I I would say that. Okay. Um, love, love love Scarlet in that, but like she sure, was the yeah. standout for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, who was my third pick? I forget. Uh, Karen Gillan. Oh yes. How could I forget? She. <laughs> I think she's my favorite out of my three because okay, her yeah. performance of of Nakamura of Nebula, Nebula is so like consistent and and powerful and strong and like you're and I, especially in Guardians too because like again like we think of her as, as such an evil person like no like she is the person that you know always wanted to prove right to th- to Thanos and you know be his favorite and whatever and and Gamora was always trying to break out of that lifestyle when mm. in reality all Nebula wanted was a sister she yeah. says I just wanted a sister and you know when they make amends in that movie and and they come together it's just it's just, oh, it warms my heart every single time. And I yeah. think she just gives such a, a great performance. And in that movie, in Guardians 2, she gets to have fun with some comedic moments as right. well. Yeah. Which, you know, she takes a bite of that of that uh, radish or whatever it is. And she's like, <laughs> it's not ripe. <laughs> it's just such a good yeah. moment. So I think she's the one that I'm going to have to champion for this category. Okay. She's so so I, I can't convince you for Lashana Lynch or Denai Guerrero here. Well, they're all very good performances as well, you know. Uh, but I think for me, this one's Karen Gillan. All right, I'm I'm still I'm gonna champion Florence though. I, I think okay. she's just so good. We haven't given Black Widow any awards yet. I know, I but she's... I have loyalties, and they lie with the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's fair. You want to flip it? All right, let's flip. What do you want? Heads and tails. Call it. Heads, uh, Nebula, tails, Florence. Siri, flip a coin. It's tails this time. No! Sorry, <laughs> As oh, your winner. Rats. That's fine. Best, it's a very good performance. The winner for Best Supporting Actress in the Stanley Awards goes to Florence Pugh for Black Widow. I'm so happy that happened. Um, oh, so here, here's what's interesting. The next category, Kelsey only sent me two nominees. And I asked her for a third. She was like, no, I'm good. I'm good with my two. So we only have four nominees. Uh, three I came up with. Two she came up with. Um, so here we go. The nominees for Best Actor in the MCU are Josh Brolin, Avengers Infinity War. Mm. Robert Downey Jr., Avengers Endgame. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man 3. And Tom Holland, Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> she uh, Kelsey picked Tom Holland. I picked Josh Brolin and two Robert Downey Juniors, and she also picked Iron Man three. So we both picked Iron Man three here for Robert Downey Jr. That is our only commonality here, um, oh, which I thought was interesting. Okay. I didn't see you picking it, but I was happy when I saw that because I I couldn't decide between the two, so I said, "Yeah, I'm going to nominate them both." So I no. nominated RDJ versus himself. <laughs> I think that's such a great performance, uh, Iron Man three. Like that, I think that is the best. Tony. I mean, maybe an mm-hmm. end game because he well, really that's why like, I nominated both. Yeah. You know, he yeah. does make the sacrificial play at the end, but I think Iron Man three is just like, it's so, it's so good. That's just such mm-hmm. a good movie. Yeah. Um, I, li- I like the in end game though, the beginning when he's like talking to cap for the first time, he's like, you liar. Yeah. Pathetic. Like, and then yeah. he has that moment where he's like breaking down and no, then you yeah. see the change of when he has a family. And then the, at the end, when he's fully back in like Iron Man mode. Um, but mm-hmm. I agree. I think Iron Man three is a more compelling performance. I'm glad we both nominated it. Cause it's so good. The moment with him and the kid, uh, it's just really, really nice. It's kind of like, it's a Tony Stark movie, not an Iron Man movie. And I like that. Um, 
And then I nominated Josh Brolin again. I nominated him mm-hmm. here and in Villain because he is the lead of Infinity War and he does it so well. He's so menacing, but he has moments where you actually kind of see his mindset and the moment where he has to say goodbye to Gamora, where he says goodbye, little one. Like I get chills because I'm like, oh, like he's so good. Um, but I'm I'm in the RDJ train for this one. But talk to me also, you, you nominated Tom Holland. I did. I did. Just because I just think that he's such a great Peter Parker. I think mm-hmm. he's so good. He's so endearing. He has such a good like naiveness and, and youngness about him. Like it's it's just so good. I, I will never not commend his performance. And um, why here? Not not in. Uh, in Homecoming. Um, I think just far from home, we get to explore different sides of Peter. Like, you know, that I feel like the stakes are higher. Yeah. Strangely in in Far From Home because he is coming off of, you know, being coming from space and everything. Mm -hmm. So it feels like, oh, he's like, I'm not just like a neighborhood Spider-Man anymore. Like, this is very real. Like people in other countries are being affected by mistakes that I'm making kind of thing. So you kind of feel more of a responsibility with this character here. So I think we get Mm -hmm. to explore more. Um, Yeah. It's interesting because actually I'm looking, I think Spider-Man Homecoming is the only movie that we didn't nominate in this whole award ceremony. Wow. Yeah. I think it's just because the things we nominate about that would are just done a little bit better and far from home. I think, and I think his performance is just only almost that much better. Um, it's tough yeah i think he he is a great peter he really is i almost nominated him actually as supporting in civil war because that's the first time we meet him but then yeah, i realized yeah. i was like he's kind of the same in every movie it was just that was the first time we were seeing it is why i liked it so much um mm-hmm. and i just wanted to give other opportunities to other people but yeah i mean that's it's tough for me it's between tom or rdj um for me i think i want to go rdj with e- either which, movie well, I think we both picked Iron Man 3, so I think I think we should go for it. All right, then let's right. do it. It's settled. The winner for Best Actor at the Stanley Awards is Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man 3. Woo-hoo. That's cool. Iron Man 3 got a big award. I love it. Um, so now we go to Best Actress. And there were really only four like to choose from, I think. Mm-hmm. But we ended up picking the same three. And I'm so sorry, Wasp, but you were not one of the three. But we Aww. picked the other three. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> Black Widow, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, and Zoe Saldana, Avengers Infinity War. Um, these were the right three, I think. These were the three best. Uh, nothing to Evangeline Lilly, but like these three are more, I, I just like them better. Um, yeah. I let's think talk about just, each one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've, I mean, like Natasha, she's been there from, since day one. We've, you know, lived out this entire franchise with her. Um, mm-hmm. Gamora, we get so much of her um in and just such a con like there's just such a contrast between her and the other guardians that you know she almost becomes a standout in the way just because like she is the most grounded and Mm -hmm. you know she's she's a daughter of thanos so everywhere she goes she's a polarizing figure you Mm -hmm. know she and she's nominated here for infinity war because she mm -hmm. has those amazing scenes with Thanos too yeah um not just with the guardians but with other characters as well so yeah yeah and then then, brie larson and brie larson i mean she's just great She's great, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited. She <clears throat> makes me excited to to see where else Captain Marvel goes in mm-hmm. in her arc. Yeah, um, people give her shit, but I really think she she nails it. I think she understands the character, and she understands the limits that she has to take. That other people are like, "Why wasn't she more this or that?" And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like she that's purposeful. Like there's restraint no, yeah. 
for a reason. She yeah. understood the assignment. Yes. <laughs> as <laughs> as the kids say. Um, mm -hmm. for me, there's a clear favorite. And for me, I think I know who yours is. It's yeah. Gotta be Zoe Saldana. Saldana oh. in um in Infinity War. It's funny because I, I thought you were going with Scarlet, but that I, is my favorite as well, is Zoe. I think maybe if maybe for a different movie for Natasha, but I don't even know which one really. Right. Like her biggest but, role is here. You know, so mm -hmm. exactly. So just because of that, because I don't know, maybe I do subconsciously agree that Florence, it's more Florence Pugh's movie than it is Scarlett Johansson's movie, uh, Black Panther. I mean, Black oh Widow. my goodness, Black <laughs> Widow. Yeah. But for me, it's, it's, it's Gamora in Infinity mm -hmm. War because yeah, she's just the heart of that movie, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, she's killed off, but she is the lead of that movie. She's the lead woman. It's Thanos and Gamora. Like, that's the central story. That is mm -hmm. the whole reason he's able to get that soul stone. So I agree. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's say it. Kelsey, go ahead. And the Stanley Award for Best Actress goes to Zoe Saldana in Avengers of Infinity War. <laughs> yes, nice. All right, we got two categories left. We're almost done. We're going to get this under two hours. That's great. Um, <laughs> the next category, we each pick three different directors. So this will be a lot of fun. You actually had four, but one of them was mine. So you have four, I have three. But anyway. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> the, award, the nominees for Best Director are Shane Black, Iron Man 3, Ryan Coogler, Black Panther, James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Joe and Anthony Russo, Avengers Infinity War, Kate Shortland, Black Widow and Taika Waititi in Thor Ragnarok. I love that picture. Um, <laughs> He's so great. So, so uh, the top three are the ones that I picked. Shane Black, Ryan Coogler, James Gunn. Kelsey picked the bottom three as well as Ryan Coogler. She picked Joan Anthony Russo, Kate Shoreland, and Taika Waititi. All great picks. All solid mm. picks. Um, I guess, we'll, do you want to just go one by one since there's so many and just talk about them? Shane Black. I picked, I love his style in Iron Man 3. I like how dark it is at times, but how it's more introspective. It's more about the character stuff than the action. And I really appreciate that. And it's just got a really nice pacing and flair to it. I like the twist with Ben Kingsley. I think that's a really Shane Black move. If you've seen his other movies, it's great. Um, and he's a real actor's director. He got a lot out of Robert Downey Jr. He was our best actor. Um, Ryan Coogler, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's Black Panther. He's, you know, he created this amazing world of Wakanda and brought it even more to life and you know the great stuff on earth and or not in earth but like other countries and Wakanda and the back and forth and the different duels and then James Gunn he's just been really great with the Guardians movies I like Guardians 2 better I just love that the mm. extra layer of the Yondu stuff mm -hmm. in that so much so that was just a beautiful moment there so Kelsey talk about your picks I mean I had to throw a bone to the Russo brothers just because, you know, I keep talking about how Infinity War is just so like masterfully crafted. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's a big it was a big project. It was a big undertaking. I think they it's it seems to be across the fandom at least everyone in everyone's at least top three Infinity War. It's it's a fan favorite that movie. Okay. Yeah. Um not not for me or maybe not for you either personally. Based no, no, on it the is face, for me. That's why I'm, I'm looking at you. Me. I'm like I'm like no, I was looking, I was like, you didn't nominate it for best picture, Kels, but Oh um, no, I didn't because that it gives me hives that movie. I get anxiety. Oh, okay. So so you um, don't love it but you you think it's very well done no i think it's very well done okay, i can okay. respect it that way yeah, okay so that's um, where the director comes in i get it that's good that's good kate shortland like i just i just loved 
Black Widow. It was it was mm. great. It's it's yeah. it's an MCU film that's like easily in my top ten, if not my top five. Cool. You know, I just think that yeah. it was just beautifully done. Yay for women led projects. Yeah. Only two. I, we've only gotten two women directors in the MCU. We got um, Anna Anna Bowden for Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, and then uh, Kate Shortland for Black Widow, and then exactly. of course for some of the series. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then lastly who else did i have you had uh taika 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 he's just so like he just makes everything so fun and whimsical but he's able to also just he i just feel like he's able to bring out the best in everyone on Mm -hmm. set you know the best of kate blanchett of tom hiddleston of chris hemsworth especially like he's just able to bring out the best in each one of those characters and he's able to take on you know this like family this weird family dynamic that the three of them have in that movie and it's just it's I mean, I, I nominated it for Best Picture, so I feel like a lot right. of that ha- has to be thanks to him. So, yeah. who are you? And you also kind of picked Ryan Coogler a little bit, like you, yeah. you said you if yeah. you had four, but then I was like, oh, I'm nominating him, so you're like, okay, these are my three. Um, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, exactly what you said. He just he introduced us to this whole world, this whole culture of Wakanda, and it's just so beautiful. It was just so beautifully done, and I'm so excited to see what you know Wakanda forever has in store for us yeah it's tough because like (laughs) these are these are the cream of the crop i mean the only one not here that could also be in contention is john favreau just for what Mm -hmm. he's done for the mcu yeah yeah these were some good directors i think shane black only because it's so early on in the in the timeline that like it's iron man is a little bit forgotten about it's slept on but it's it's a little forgotten about um and james gunn i think like his movies are great but he also has such good talent to work with that's kind of how i feel about taika a little bit um, but I don't know. Like, like these are some good choices. What do you think, Kels, in terms of our winner? I'm, I mean, like, I'm, I'm gonna stick by Taika. If okay. you really don't want to give it to Taika, then I think I would have to back the Russo brothers for Infinity War. Yeah, it's tough. I the thing is with the Russo brothers is I think a lot of their work is done for them by feige already like feige already kind of mapped out everything like they obviously direct okay. a lot but like you know the the whole ability to pull off like all the worlds coming together like that was also kevin feige too not just the russo brothers and i think sure. the direction itself is not like i'm never leaving those movies being like wow that was such a beautiful like a well core like blocked moment or like that was such a visually like such an interesting moment like it was like the Russo brothers are good directors, but like their direction is never the thing that stands out in their movies to me. Sure. Um, if that makes sense. Sure. Like, I think just the, the size of it and the blockbusterness of it alone is enough and the acting, but um, I do, I don't love Ragnarok, but Taika Waititi did bring his own style to it. I think he's a great director. I think he took Thor in an interesting direction. <sighs> Yeah, I'm I'm probably back in Coogler just because I okay. love what he did with Black Panther, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm tough. more than comfortable giving it to either Ryan Coogler or Taika. Yeah, but you also said Russo. Yeah, I don't I don't know. No, because I get what you're saying about the Russo brothers. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't want to like just make. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to flip? 
I feel bad flipping just because it's like I know because I know I'm in the minority about Taiga. And I think if everyone were to vote, all our viewers, I think they would be very big fans of Taiga. We've already given Black Panther some awards, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like we gave it to Michael B. Jordan. We gave it to like the costume design. Let's flip. I, I have to stick by Ryan Coogler. Okay. All right. Uh, what? Which is which? Um, heads Ryan, tails Taika. Siri, flip a coin. I'm so sorry, Kels. It's heads. The flip has never gone my way. How about this? Once How about this? this episode. How about this? Because I know I'm gonna fight. <sighs> Listen, if you let me have best director, I won't even fight at all for Thor Ragnarok well, because I know saying, you're not gonna let it be best film. I don't love the movie. But like Taika is still a very good director. I like his other works a lot. And I think he does bring a nice energy to the MCU. I just think it's a little bit too much of the humor. But I do think, yeah, it's, it's good. I, I... The award for best director goes to Taika Waititi for Thor Ragnarok. Congratulations. I, I do stand by that. I think it's good. Um, I do think his direction is very interesting. Uh, even more so than like the Russo brothers. Like I, I think he really did create a really cool, interesting um visual uh and movie so i also got a message in the private chat from kelsey um 10 minutes cool we're gonna wrap this up best film in the mcu the nominees are avengers endgame avengers infinity war black panther and thor ragnarok kelsey and i both picked endgame and black panther kelsey picked ragnarok i picked infinity war um i think do you want to kind of just talk about the two that we both nominated so Endgame and Black Panther. I think that's what's going to come down to. Really quickly, though, talk about Ragnarok real quick, and I'll talk about Infinity War. I mean, I feel like it was just so different, and not just for the character of Thor, but just mm-hmm. in the MCU in general. Like, it was just such an interesting take and style, as you said, um, that it was just so enjoyable. Like, you definitely are entertained from start to finish throughout that entire film. Um so I just, I, I had to put, it's just yeah. one of my favorites. I will always like rewatch. I feel like a movie with rewatchability as you and Crosby like to talk about yeah. um, in Great American Film Off is just automatically, I think one of my favorites, like a movie that I can just watch time and time again without getting tired of it. It's, it's gotta be one of my favorites and that's what Thor Ragnarok is for me. Um, yeah. And I went with Infinity War only because I love how it's the villain story. I think it's very interesting telling it from right. the villain's perspective. I like all the world building and crossing over and stuff. And I do think the Russo brothers in that last scene did such a good job with just that like dread and looming death and all the dusting. Like that moment is still so impactful. Um, but let's talk about the two we both chose because I think it's going to come to we both want to have nominated the winner for this. Um, Avengers Endgame the culmination of all these movies come together. It seemed like a feat that was impossible. It's a cool time Mm -hmm. travel movie. It's a great story on grief. Um, Mm -hmm. It's got some great visuals. It's, it's the best fight. I mean, it's so good. Um, And then black Panther just culturally so important, so Mm -hmm. well directed. The performances are great. It has a great pacing, but like there's a real, like almost gladiator ness to it. Like those fight scenes um, that make it feel almost epic and like, from a different era even though it's a superhero movie endgame is just like such a like i just feel like with infinity war like i'm just holding my breath the entire time and i just Mm -hmm. get tense and i'm just sad at the end of it where 
end game, it's like you just get to like release all that tension True. that you had built up really only in the last hour. Um, but it just feels like the time heist and going back is it's just so fun. It's just so fun how they incorporate literally like every other iconic moment throughout the MCU all in this you know, three hour extravaganza. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a great send off to Tony and to cap and like really like the original six, because we're, we're never going to see them the same way ever again. Right. And it's just such a great like homage to them. Um, Black Panther. I mean, it was nominated for best picture at the Oscars for a reason, you know, like it's just so beautifully done. The characters are just so like, intense and iconic in their own ways and i you just love the story it's just so beautiful like even like the opening shots where they're telling you the story through like the sand molds and and like the accents how you're just transferred through this like you're just put in this different world like it's it's just so beautiful and so moving and full of heart and soul and and but also great action i just feel like it just has it all you know yeah, um, it's tough because, again, like Black Panther got the Oscar nominee because I think also it works better as a single film on its own. You don't need the rest of the movies. You don't. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Endgame, it's like very much you require knowledge of the other movies. But at the same time, the feat of pulling off Endgame, like it is such mm-hmm. a satisfying conclusion. I don't think yes. there was a moment where I was like, I wish his arc ended differently. I wish she had gone in a different direction. The only person who's left like up in the air without a satisfied conclusion is Gamora. But I think that sets up so much right. and stuff going forward. So like, right. I, exactly. It's my favorite. I'm going to stick by it. I, I'd go end game here. <sighs> I'm leaning more towards black Panther. That's and I fine. already you know, know if we leave it up to a flip, I'm going to lose because that's Here's just the, thing, been though. the theme. I like black Panther enough like it's such a good movie ryan coogler was who i was campaigning for director so how about this you got taika yeah so this is for ryan for chadwick love you for michael b jordan the award say it with me Kels, for best mcu film the stanley award goes to black, black panther. panther there it is <laughs> so it's trying to get it synced up on the screen yard at work so yeah that is our award ceremony thank you all for watching uh or listening i hope you watched because there was a lot of good visuals i put a lot of time into the graphics yeah you did good job um but this was a lot of fun because i think we picked some good winners every Mm -hmm. film got represented like i said except for homecoming but spider-man far from home did uh it got discussed every film got discussed for good or for worse Mm sorry incredible hulk yeah um but it was a it was a very fun fun day doing that yeah do you have any i had a great time dill yeah yeah anything to tease um we actually don't know what we're doing next week yet we have to talk about that but i know you have to run so it'll be a surprise for y'all so you'll find out next week what what the podcast is gonna be it'll be something fun for y'all i promise you um but you know we have some good things on the brew uh, on the brew on on the on the pot we on the kettle on on the the stove on On the the stove that's back burner on the back back burner there it is uh where do they find you kelsey you can find me on instagram at kelsey a kilpatrick you can find me on tic tac tic tac <laughs> you can find yeah, me Washington. am i 80 80- oh no see she she was so funny 
that she just like erased herself from the stream. Um, anyway, while she's gone, I will just promote myself. Uh, while she's gone, oh, there she is, she's back. Um, said you are so old, you can't even say TikTok correctly. I'm booting you off this stream. I did not boot you, you booted you, yourself again. No, that I know. Uh, you can anyway. find me on TikTok at cause13, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at cause productions. And you can find me at Dylan underscore Randazzo, Twitter at Dylan Randazzo 417 at TikTok, and here at the Dill Pickle Movie Network if you want to see movie reviews, other movie shows. Um, got a lot planned. We are posting, or we just posted, I think, uh, an episode of Film Off with Crosby about basketball movies where y'all DM'd, and I took on the uh, the uh, challenge of fighting uh, with High School Musical. So you'll see how that went, because uh, it's being filmed after this podcast, but you'll be seeing it before this podcast. It's, it's Inception. It's weird. Time heist. Loki. Um, thank you all so much for watching. Uh, enjoy the awards. Let us know in the comments what you think should have won, because uh, we're not right. We're just us. <laughs>